Three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> everybody it is thursday january 12th this is the mike rutherford show coming to you as always from the university of louisville college of business studios inspire possibilities it's your college stay up with what's going on at the business school over at business.louisville.edu and while you're there find out how you can get your mba and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process again business.louisville.edu we're on from three to six today here on 1450 a.m 961 fm streaming everywhere you know you know what better as the big X and folks. Just another post lost Thursday. Uh, Wish it was Wednesday. Because uh, that's our hopeful preview day. Uh, Just another post lost Thursday. <laughs> Cards never, got beat again last night. Never the Bengals made me so depressed. Cards got beat again last night. We're going to talk about the uh, Louisville's loss to Clemson, which I almost nailed the score. Exactly right. You did. The last foul. I said 81-70, and Kamari fouls needlessly at the end. I was like, oh. We both had 11, but you, you, you're you uh, braver than me. You give the actual score. I, I just give the score prediction. Yeah, I, yeah. For a second there, I was like, man, if nothing else, at least I'm going to nail the score exactly right. And then even that couldn't happen. But we've got uh, the voice you hear, by the way, booming through your stereo system is one Trevor Kelsey, who's rocking the fantasy football championship belt. Oh, yeah, about. baby. The champ is in the house. You said you were going to bring it in today. You brought it in today. It looks glorious. It looks... The winged eagle. Is it going to stay in the studio now? No, it's gonna. It goes on my mantle. Oh, nice. You what know, else is on that mantle? Um, that, this is actually it. This is, this is the only there's, thing. There's a there's there's a St. Matthew's Championship trophy from nine <laughs> from 1992. There's a participation trophy in the uh, what was the thing we called it the, uh, the when you did the, the grade school and you I like can the, say dare. No, the twelfth. I've got the dare trophy there. Yeah. I, did, I got a dare the trophy. The dare trophy's there. Um. What the track? What was the thing you did the the field day field day stuff? Field day ribbons, yeah. Yeah, I've got the uh, the participation trophies from that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to. It's that I used to have you know, all my trophies from from sports growing up. My parents built like a shelf like and put them on. This thing, man. It, it's pretty. It's very cool. But I in the smack in the middle of all my trophies growing up in my bedroom, I I had the dare trophy up there too. I was like, you know, you just gotta have it up there. You want you want to have as you want to give the look of having as many as possible. I don't remember what I did with my dare trophy to be honest. With you. I don't remember if I got one. I think we all got one. Did we? I remember. I, mean, I, I, I wasn't great at dare. It was just. I think we all got <laughs> one when we graduated. Yeah. Uh, I know. I remember I got like a ribbon or something. But I don't remember. I've got an actual trophy. I just remember the trophy. I was all about the trophy. 
Wait, wait, when did they do that? Was it like third grade or fourth grade maybe? I want to say it was fourth grade because, yeah, it was my – yeah, it was fourth grade. Sounds about right to me too. Yeah, for us at least. Mine might have been a little earlier because hey, – Trevor was like six. Yeah, because <laughs> – They just – they identified you early Well, on. I was thinking in eighth grade I was, it would have been 88 roughly, and that would have been when, when Bush was coming into office. So Eighth grade, have, you're too far gone. Yeah, it might have been – like the wire. might have been like 86. might have been my second or third grade. They're done. Like, are you going to teach a second grader how not to do drugs? Like, second grader don't even know what drugs is. I do remember thinking. The second grader's drugs are like the, the Flintstone vitamins. That's all we know. <laughs> I do remember thinking when I was 10, like, I didn't know anything that they were talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, now that <laughs> if you, uh, the the powder version of crack is just straight cocaine. I'm like, what? what is, I have no idea what any of this is. <laughs> we, and then the, the thing that I remember that made me want to do drugs for the first time in my life. That's a good, that's a good was, sign from Nancy Reagan. They had a D.A.R.E. concert. Where these police officers, we, like, all the different schools went to this, I don't even know where it was. And they did like a concert where it was like pop songs, but they were performing them. Like I remember they did the Friends theme song and like the place went nuts. And I'm like, I want to do drugs right now. This is, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever been a part of. Uh, if you give me crack cocaine, I'll probably try it because I don't want to be like these people. Nothing like the Rembrandts that makes a kid want to do coke. That was how I felt at that time. <laughs> that, was, that was what Dare was to me. That's what. It, that's my lasting memory of Dare was that god-awful concert. Uh, we want to hear from you today. Text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450 if you have thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. Um, we'll obviously be talking a lot about basketball, but we will stray from that as much as we can. As, as much as humanly possible, we will try to avoid talking about Louisville basketball because – after every game, I keep thinking about this. It's it's like, you know, when Christmas came around, this was the first year that Virginia, like, really got into it, and she was big into, like, counting it down, and we had a big calendar where it was like a Rudolph calendar when December rolled around, and every day you put a sticker on the number to cross it off leading up to the 25th, and you're just – that's how I feel now, just trying to get through this basketball season. And I keep looking up at the count every day. She's like, is it Christmas yet? And I'm like, no, we're only on day four. Like, we still got this many days to go. And that's how I feel. Every day I'm just like, we've still got two months of this left. <laughs> wow. How do we talk about this? Wait, wait, wait. Way to start to show on a positive note. I mean, I thought we were all good, you know, talking championship belts and, and doing drugs in third grade. But then life hits and, you. And then life hits you, man. This team. You much, wonder why you needed that cocaine and crack. Much like the Dare concert, <laughs> watching this team play basketball <laughs> makes me want to try new drugs that I've never even heard of before. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. This is the. I feel like the fifth straight game where we've had the same show. It certainly wasn't the worst performance this team has no. given. Five straight covers. Let's start with that. Let's start off on a positive note. Five straight covers. I mean, look them. That was a. It seemed like. A, did you bet that? By the way, I did. It seemed like a very yeah, good bet. I'm at sixteen. We both thought that it was a, a spread that Louisville could cover. I'm. 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 I was joking when I, I wasn't joking when I said I'm starting to save these covers to pay off Scoots's bet. It's the reverse. We are a trendy team. You know, at the beginning you could make money just betting against Louisville because the because Vegas had not realized just how bad we were, and now they overcorrected. They're driving off the road because they they shifted too hard to the right. Yep. And uh, you know you can make money betting on Louisville at this point. And I'm not sure. Moving forward, if that's they're going to start getting better at this eventually. But five covers in a row, we're feeling good about that. But outside of the first six minutes last night, which were fantastic, I almost I almost texted you, but I got I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to hold back. They look great. I, I was with, for best opening segment of the season, right? Maybe the best stretch period of the season. Yeah, because Western is not as good. the Western beat UAB last night. I don't know how Western's not as good as Clemson is. And Louisville came out. They looked aggressive. 
They looked engaged. They looked competent. They didn't turn the ball over. They did not turn the ball over. They played good defense. They got good stuff out of their offense. They shot the ball well. It looked it was as good as they've looked all season long. And then they did what this Louisville team tends to do <laughs> and turned it over on five straight possessions, leading to five straight possessions with points for Clemson. Clemson goes on a 17-2 to run. And really at that point, th- that was it. Like Clemson sees command. We did the thing that we keep doing, which is fight back and make it uncomfortable for the other team at least a little bit late in the second half. And then they make the plays that they need to to pull away and win by you know, 8, 10, 12 points, which is, again, I feel like we've had the show five straight games now. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not, it's not like they went out there and they got beat by 30. But I just don't understand how they can go from looking the way they did in those first six minutes to the way that they did in the next 15. I mean, can, we, can we try to be positive today a little bit? Sure. I mean, it's a rainy day. It's kind of Take nasty. the baton. Yeah. Take the baton. I mean, I'm going to be somewhat positive. I mean, yes, the, obviously the progression we've seen over the last few games in the fact that this team isn't just kind of giving up like the way they did in the early season. The problem is, is that there's the two big problems that are still the big elephants in the room. The three to four minute stretch where they just lose just complete control of their bowels and mind and the ball and and just and just and they just completely let a team go on like the sixteen to nothing run or sixteen to four run or thirteen to nothing run or something like that. And then that and when, but then that the turnovers just, those are the two things and the other thing is when they get back in they fight and they scratch back and you saw it in the Syracuse game you saw it in the Wake Forest game you saw it in the NC State game they just I just feel like they just I don't know it's like they they they, they turn it on all the way up until they get to about you know single digits seven six five when they get one. close enough they don't know what to do they they, they panic they it, well, I don't know if it's whether they panic in this case you have Ellis driving the lane just getting the ball just completely stripped from him and returning for a layup. Or they hit a big shot and just immediately down the court, you see. Uh, well, I think it was Hall in the corner. What Hall was the other the, the other big white dude's name? I forget his name now off the top of my head. The Hunter guy. Yeah, he, he takes the three. And I'm like, I don't even have to watch. I'm like, it's going in. Yeah, because you know they're going to answer right back. It's just those Same. those two little those, and they're not little, but those two things are still the two biggest hiccups this team needs to get over. And I feel like both of them are just mental. That was you being positive, by the way. Well, you know what? Listen to me about a month and a half ago, and I will sound tremendously more positive than I did then. Well, they're they're better now than they were. I, I think you're. If you point, want positive, I said this to right. you last night. You want me to say it now? Hold on, okay. Real quickly, just to elaborate on something you were saying. Remember last year when, like, L. Ellis would have these great games when we were down big. Like Michigan State's up on us by twenty five. L goes nuts, gets us back in the game. North Carolina's up on us by twenty two. L goes nuts and gets gets us back in the game. Chris Mack, I thought after that game, said something that was totally right. He's like, it's great to see him play like that when there's nothing to lose, when you can take crazy shots, and if they go in, great, and if they don't, you're still in the same position. I want to see him make these types of plays when we're in a close, competitive game against a good opponent. And I kind of feel that same way about the entire team. Like, they play well when they get down by 16, 17, 18 points, and there's not a whole lot to lose. When you've got to turn it on, you're playing hard, and if you take the shot and you miss it, who cares? You're still down 18. But if you make it, cool. And then when they get all the way back to near the top of the mountain and they're faced with, oh, my God, it's a game. Like They're nervous. We've got them on their heels a little bit. They just, to use your word, they panic. It's like they the worst thing that happens to them is they almost get all the way back to level. And then they just don't know what to do. Nobody wants to take control. I think L presses a little bit because he – 
I think he hears the criticism. He knows he's the man. He seems he sees himself as the guy who's going to make or break this team. And I think he tries to do a little bit too much. And we've seen him make some bad plays in critical stretches in each of the last few games. He did it again last night. We got close to you know six to eight, and he takes a unnecessary challenge shot from the baseline, turns the ball over, forces something up, and gets blocked. Like he just—it's not only him; it's everybody. They just, to use Kenny Payne's phrase, they don't know how to win at all, and. It's almost like the only our only chance for winning games, kind of like it came in the Western Nugget game, is to get up by so much that you you're not in those situations where it's. They like, almost gave that tried to give that game away a little bit at one point. Didn't didn't they Western get within like single digits on us? Probably, yeah, yeah probably, yeah, really. But it was it, it was never like a we're tied and there's a minute left. No, like no, we 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 made the plays necessary to put them away, but it never got super dicey. Um, and, and I think that's the only way that we can win right now. We we just we're so in our own heads. When things get a little bit tight and it's like, ooh, this is big-time college basketball, they're a little bit scared. What do we do now? And what we always do now is turn the ball over and give up a wide-open three. Yeah. Or, and it's usually the, the bad turn where they're dribbling off his foot yeah, right was, in front of the bench. Which everybody probably, saw that coming. I mean, he, right? put, he puts his head down. He starts driving. Every little fan yeah. in America is like, oh, no. Here we go. I mean, you, the describe, best way to describe it to use movies, it's like we're like Steve Carell when he's trying to lose his virginity, when he's telling the story about how he, got, he keeps getting so close. And the next thing you know, he's just like us. We're kicking her in the face on accident. We're we're just screwing stuff up to the point where you know we're just like you know give it up. We'll just let it come when it comes. No pun intended. Mm. But <laughs> that's how kind of like we are. We're just like just, we find ways just to to give up. And I can't help but wonder a little bit if that if that shot. I can't remember the game now off the top of my head because we lost so many by one point. But the one where Ellis hits the shot and it was just a second late. That was App State. As App State. If that goes in. I wonder how much that does change the mental aspect of this team a little bit going to this point in the season. We're definitely three and fourteen if that happens. Well, that's true. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that that being true, I mean, because right now it's that's the thing we just can't. No, we can't do. We can't get over that hump mentally. And I don't know if it's. And you saw it last night, especially what was the uh, I can't remember where the score was now off the top of my head. And Ellis got in the lane. Nice little, nice little run. Nice little stop floater in the lane. He tried to make it, and he misses it, and then he commits the foul. Yeah. That and was, he committed the yeah, foul. That was last game. It was a late game. Appleby stopped and yeah. No, I'm talking about just this, this game. Just oh, last, last night. night. Yeah, last night against Clemson, there was this. I think there was a couple minutes left in the game when he. I can't remember the time frame now, but when he stopped, he he thought he'd gotten fouled and they called a jump ball. Oh, I do. I know. And you know the know very what you're next about, possession, yeah. he got in the lane, had nice spacing, and then tried to bank it in, and he just missed it, and then he commits the foul right afterwards. Yeah, and it was he threw his arms up. Yeah, yeah and, he kind of, and you can tell he's frustrated because I think he was more frustrated that he didn't get the foul called before that, which it happens. There was a few times in that game where I wouldn't have been mind if Kenny maybe got a little little rowdy with the ref because they were letting him be a little more physical on one end than the other, but no here nor there. It's what happens. The other thing about positive about this game is this also was a road game and a nice little atmosphere for Louisville playing in, and Louisville didn't fold. I mean, we've talked about them kind of fighting back and showing some heart in like the Wake Forest game and other games, but most of those games, those games have been home games. This was an extra game on the road. Not you know, I'm not saying anything in NC State. It's true. It's, it's, it was a road game? Yeah. Okay, but the atmosphere at NC State wasn't... Last night, a nice little atmosphere at Clemson. I mean, NC State's atmosphere is better than Little John. I think there last was, night was pretty good. Like there were 6,000 people there last night. Well, they were loud last night. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It, if I little, thought they had a good crowd. If, if Little John's going to affect you, then you're going to be in trouble on the road in the ACC. Oh, I mean... It's, I mean, that's... It's always... It's, 
bottom three environment in the, in the conference. I'd say. Oh, look at you just hating on Clemson. I mean, yeah, Clemson basketball fan base. Yeah, it's it's not hard to it's not hard to hate them. They're not listening to the show. Trevor. I hate to tell you something. You get six thousand people in some rings today. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're not listening <laughs> to anybody. I mean, it's just. It's, When's the last time we got six grand in them in the yum? Well, I mean, every game. They're a, a bad, it's a bad basketball fan base, and they're the students are hyped because they're five and zero. But no, and I don't think the atmosphere played that much of a factor last night. I thought it was a decent atmosphere for Clemson, and the fact that we didn't let it rattle us was a good thing. At least, I mean, obviously it rattled us in that stretch where we gave up the the run because we do that in every you know whether it be ours or home. I guess the, the question becomes now because we like I said we've had the same reaction now for what feels like fifteen straight games. It's really like four or five. Yeah, they're playing better. Yeah, they. At what point does does that stop being something that we're like, hey, at least they're fine? Like, I'm kind of at that point now where I'm like, don't let them go on the twenty to two run in the middle of the first half. That makes you it in a position where you have to fight back. And we're like, well, they didn't quit. They didn't like not quitting. At some point, becomes not you, you just. You got to make the next step. You, I mean, and we, the next step is they kind of they, they freeze and they panic whenever they let these teams go on these huge runs, and we never call timeouts to stop them, which drives me crazy. I mean, you, you've got. I mean, this is. This step has been what I would say. NC State was the first game we kind of show started to show the the not going to tap out life. I guess maybe was that the first. I mean, yeah, because yeah. we beat Western Florida State. We obviously got smoked. Miami, yada yada. I, so. I I just don't understand the the starting five is playing so well, and I know that you can't play five guys forty minutes, but they're playing so well. We're up sixteen seven, and all of a sudden it's like here comes Hersey Miller, and like I don't want to take <laughs> shots at the kid, but like. You could tell early on that it wasn't his night, that he wasn't. He missed his first shot by about six feet. Yeah. He looked panicked every time he was dribbling the ball. At that point, you've got to, to you got to nip that in the butt it's quickly. That little John atmosphere, by the way. It's, it, it was. He, Hersey yeah. Miller was not yeah. ready for little John. Yeah, see? He, you've, got to, you've got to get him out of the game very quickly at that point. Instead, we leave him in for like six straight possessions. And then when you do finally get him out, it's like, here comes Zan. And I'm like, what? Again, I'm sure Zan Payne is an awesome kid. I hate that we have to talk about this, but he does not belong on the floor in a road game against the best team in the conference when you are within striking distance of that team. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't even include best team in the conference. I would just say well, road game in general. At the point. At that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're six zero right now. They're the only undefeated team. Yeah. He. I mean, it, it was. It's un. I hate to say it. It's unfair to him to be in the, the game in, the, in those situations because everybody sees it and everybody's like, "Man, why?" Well, and then by the time. You know, Zan and, and Hersey don't play again after that. They don't. They don't play again. The second half we play much better. They don't see the floor. We go with the shorter rotation. It's just the starting five and Trainer and Withers, and that that run where you let Clemson go from nine down to ahead by double digits, it's insurmountable. Like, like we battle back. We play them even from that point forward. But it doesn't matter. The game's already over. And I just you've got to avoid that, which happens every game where they just go into this comatose state, and it's like the coaching staff has to, if you have to call three timeouts in one segment, call three timeouts in one segment. Do not let this happen. When you see this, to use the same phrase that I've used all season long, they let a group of snow flurries turn into an avalanche every time they take the floor. When you see that start to snowball, stop it, or at least try. If you call three timeouts in one segment to try and stop a 22-2 run from happening, Nobody's going to be mad. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least try. Especially when you know at this point, as, as, as Louisville's coach, you should know you, it's only going to happen one a game. God. And we, we and it's the one time we, we, we can't – it's the one thing that's been killing us each game. It is. I mean, and 
if you are looking for positives from last night, outside of just the whole, you know, they kept fighting and they, they got back. And I hate, I don't want to poo-poo on that because it's not nothing. But it's, well, that's, a, that is, that's big progress compared to, like I said, the, when you watch this, go is, back and watch It is, but it's been the, happening for a month now. Like, they, that's been our thing after every game these last four weeks as well. They didn't quit. The exception of the Kentucky game, kind of, but... Even the Kentucky game, we said that about that game. Yeah, they they, they bit, kept yeah. battling a little bit. They just Kentucky was better. And now you see the South Carolina game, and you're like, I mean, should we have won that game? Like, well, I think we should have been closer than 23, that's for sure. We did cover the spread. Wow. But outside of just that standard line of thought, which, again, is not nothing, but at some point becomes not good enough, Mike James's play is really encouraging mm-hmm. for the future. He was terrific again last night. He played like an absolute – they dog. They love posting him up. Something that you wanted to see more of early in the season. So they, happy to see it. They definitely did that. He got to the free throw line eleven times. We are look. If we can do one thing better in the second half of the season, it's get to the free throw line because the only thing that we do well as a team is shoot free throws. So if we can, you know, we got there twenty three times last night. Unfortunately, they got there twenty three times as well, and they're an even better free throw shooting team than us. But if we can do more of that, get more physical inside, get guys like James who are super aggressive in the paint more opportunities to get to the line and draw fouls on their best players. We need to keep doing that. Sidney Curry got to the line six times. Um, you know, L got to the line a few times. By the way, if you're going to press, don't leave Sidney Curry as the guy back. Yeah, it's... I mean, I mean, it's not fair to Sidney, man. He just... He can't blame him. But he has no... best. like, why don't you put me back there? Yeah, if it's going to be broken, there's... you're you're essentially giving up. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to switch it with Trainer. I know Trainer tried to get back quicker, but... You can't, you can't do that. I, mean, I did like that we tried out some things defensively. We did a little half-court trapping. We did mm-hmm. show a little full-court press. We threw in some different zone looks. We did kind of – we would show the zone early. We're not a good press team, though. We're, well, we're not because we're not a good defensive team. But we, we did the thing where we would show zone early and you know, then try to trap it mid-court if they were trying to set up their offense. We like You've got to get a little bit gimmicky because this is – and Kenny Payne knows it. It's not a good defensive team. You've got players who just don't know how to play defense. And if you're going to try to hide that, you've got to do you know, throw as much against the wall as you possibly can and see what sticks. And they're, if nothing else, they're at least trying to do that. And I'll, I'll give Payne credit for that for sure. It's not like we're just sitting there like we were in the first month of the season playing the same old man-to-man and just watching us get beat the same way every single time out. They're, they're at least trying out some new things. Some of it looks better for stretches. Some of it yeah. uh, is, is not very good. But they're at least... Payne and the staff are, are trying out new ways to try to be competitive in these types of games. I mean, it, it, again, if you're trying to be positive, you, you can't look at this team now and say that this team is not better than it was a month ago. No, you can't. I mean, it is clearly better than it was. What was, I mean, when you, when you look back at the, the beginning of the ACC play and the Miami game and the Florida State game. Yeah, those the, were just ass kicks. I mean, they, showed no life. Yeah, we just we look, we look like a team that, that had no business being in Division One basketball. And... We jumped from 344 to 342 in the net rankings. Welcome. We are now one spot behind Cal State Northridge, who is 1-13 in the Big West Conference. Hey, it's a, Cal State Northridge is a, a, a proud basketball tradition. And two spots ahead of the SWAC's Alabama State, who is 3-13. <laughs> no big deal. I, I, I love that I was I, I was kind I, 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 I was somewhat right on my Mike James prediction, but I hate that you were dead right about your Brian Hutfield uh, Brandon Hutfield, Hadley Hutfield being B.J. King prediction. He looks more and more. He's 6'11". I mean, he just... It's, it irritates me because if he can... If he could just kick the same somewhat strides that James has in his, in, as the seasons come along, we we win at least two of these games over these last five games. He really struggles against teams that have front courts like Clemson's, which are 6'8 dudes who are versatile but also want to get physical with you. Yeah. Like, 
PJ Hall and um, he's got so much. He's got so much ability. He does, but PJ Hall and Hunter Tyson are the types of guys that are going to. They're going to challenge you. They're going to get yeah. right up in you when you catch the ball. Plus, and, they're seniors. And let's and, be real. He doesn't like that. He, no. he does not like that contact right now. And I mean, maybe that changes when he gets a little bit older. You have to hope. Right now, he 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 definitely shies away when he gets up against defenders like that. It's 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 an issue. Yeah, he it, comes out, he's the three right away. I'm like, here we go, and then nothing really. I mean, it, it, most of his is in, his is in the head. It, it's all in the, it's all to me. It's most it's mostly mental with with Unley Hatfield, and it's so hopefully he can he can get past this because that that's the next step. If he can improve because you've seen Withers, I think take the role of coming off the bench well, and 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 kind of meshing into it. Trainers. I mean, trainer is what he is. He's a guy that's gonna hustle. He's gonna. He's not the smart. He's not gonna make the Play best. Super hard. He, he he gives you he gives you the hustle, and that's sometimes you need. You obviously need that that glue kind of guy, not the most skilled offensive guy, or definitely not the defensive guy, but can knock down shots and is gonna is gonna is gonna you know give you one hundred ten percent. Same kind of from Lands Curry. You're lucky to get seventy five percent, but that's not bad either. I mean, you you need Hudley Hatfield to get to this team to get to me beating Scoots in the bet. <laughs> I mean, for this team to get better. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean to be that. <laughs> Make it come out so obvious for my selfishness. So Louisville now 0 six in conference play for the first time since. Oh man, I'm gonna take a wild guess on this. We're 1940-41. That is correct. Wow. I mean, <laughs> James Adams from the 4041 teams listening at home, just like, don't say it. Don't you sons of so don't do not say it. I mean, the starting point guard's grandson is at home listening. I wish I talk. Stop talking about grandpa. It's my dad. <laughs> my dad. My pappy. I feel like the, the he what, played his heart out for that two and fourteen record. What, what was the name of the the the, the, the family that always wanted to outlift Jerry uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Monobomb. What's that like the forty one team coming in here? It's go time. <laughs> go time. How dare you talk about our team like that? The good news is that that nineteen forty forty one team they only played six conference games in the, in the KIAC. So I was going to say, what conference were they? <laughs> if we do lose to North Carolina on Saturday and move to 0-7, mm-hmm. I don't know how far back we have to go to find an 0-7 conference record. We may have never gone 0-7 in conference I, I was going to say, yeah, because I, I didn't even know we were in a, I was, I would have, I wouldn't have guessed we were in a conference in 40-41. We'll have to ask Kelly Dickey because he would know. But I, I, this may be, we may be making history on Saturday. Now, uh, Clemson made history last night. They've never been 6-0 in the ACC before. They got there for the first time by beating us. Um, so, like, we're just trying to be nice. We're trying to be charitable. It's a great moment for you, Clemson. I still – I feel like I sound like a hater after every game where I'm like, eh, I still don't know about them. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if Clemson's a top-four team in the ACC. They, they clearly do what they do well. I still think that some of these shooting numbers are going to regress a little bit. I think they're – I don't think they can keep this up. Like I would not be shocked at all if Clemson winds up. You know, they're six and zero now. I can still see them finishing like fifteen and five, fourteen and six in the conference. I, I think. Let me ask them being like maybe a six seed, a five yeah. seed. I can see them pulling a five seed in the tournament and being a second round team. But it, it's there's a veteran, they're a smart veteran team. I'm gonna say this. Mark this down. Oh, that return game at the Yum Center Saturday, Saturday, February 18th. It's a winnable game for the Cards. Oh wow, that's bold of you, buddy. They got a shot in that one. Is it as bold as me last night? What did you say last night? I, I'm, I'm, I, and you, and you, you mocked me. And oh I yeah, said, you said you think we're beating North Carolina. No, on I didn't Saturday. think. I'm saying it right now. We're gonna upset North Carolina on Saturday. I, I just, I feel it in my bones. We are, we are due that game now. Am I saying don't, don't 
think that I'm saying because we're going to beat North Carolina on Saturday. That this, that's where it turns all around and this team goes on a winning streak and yada. No, because I can't remember who we play after North Carolina, but we'll yeah. probably we'll lose that game probably, and we'll probably lose by five or six or seven, somewhere between five and ten points as well as we kind of normally do at this point. But we're going to beat North Carolina on Saturday at home. Now they're banged up. Armando Baycott got hurt against Virginia on Tuesday. He may not play. Pete Nance, their their star transfer from Northwestern, may not play. Having said all that, I have no confidence whatsoever I do. in our ability to win this game. You heard it right now. Go to the back. Put the money line on it. Out of all the games we have left on our schedule, this is like bottom three for me in terms of our chances to win. We are we are just itching to explode like Josh Harnett on thirty nine night on the 39th night. And we just we need a home game. It's a perfect game. This team, a lot of the guys on, on this team from last year, remember how close they came in both those North Carolina games last year? L. Ellis, a North Carolina kid. Weathers, a North Carolina kid. This team, the, we should have a decent crowd. Count it down right now. Mark it. 329 and 112. Trevor said he somehow passed Dare, and North Carolina is going down on Saturday. I'd love to see it. Oh, you're going to be, be prepared to fall in love. I don't like their the combination of st- the style that they play, how many good guards they have, the fact that they're a little bit desperate right now. They cannot afford a loss to a team like us. I don't like the setup for you. This just, you just you just you just answer you just you just you. I'll say the same thing in a more positive way. Their guards are sporadic. They're desperate, but they're they're reeling. They're We're more desperate. Uh, I like the stretch that we have coming up after after next week. Where we get BC, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Florida State. We're winning at least one of those. Games. We beat BC too. We beat North Carolina, then we beat BC. I think we're. I think we're going to beat. I said this on the podcast earlier. I think we beat BC. I think we win the, the home game against Georgia Tech to start off February, and then I think we're beating Clemson. And that, by the way, will be the day that we honor the 2012-13 national championship team. I saw that like Montrez Harrell yesterday. He was tweeting out which game was that we're honoring the Clemson game. Okay, the Clemson return game, which I wasn't even thinking about that when I, I made the prediction, but. We're gonna we're gonna be up for that game. I don't think Clemson's. I think Clemson will be in a free fall. But Montrez Harold tweeted out last night. So I heard the Vilda is the place to be on February seventeenth, eighteenth. Heard they finally gonna stop capping like we didn't do what we did in twenty twelve thirteen. And everybody's like, banners going back up. What do you know about this? Hearing the banner, I'm like, guys, they announced it before the season that they're they're honoring, and they can't even use the national championship line. They can't even make a reference to it. They're honoring the iconic twenty twelve thirteen team. My guess is what happens because everybody's like, well, what are they going to do that weekend if they're going to celebrate it, but they can't actually talk about it? My guess is UofL specifically won't make any direct reference to the title. Like if you have like a UofL PA person announcing the team, they're going to be like, the 2012-13, they finished with a blank record and they beat Michigan, but they won't say anything about national championship or NCAA tournament. But you're going to get some players on the mic and they're going to be like, we all know what happened. Like, oh, yeah. now, like, and somebody will say, "Put the banner back up." The place is going to go nuts. But, oh yeah. But U of L won't be able to, to do it. Like, I don't think it's going to be like Josh Hurd coming out, like, uh, like Vince McMahon strutting and like pointing up to the rafters, and like the banner comes unfurling down and it's fifty feet large. I'd love it if he did. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're also going to like cut their mics, like, like CM Punk during a pipe bomb. Promo. Josh Hurd just like tackles Trez, <laughs> spears him. Just cut the mic, cut it, cut it. Cut Get him it. out of here. You gotta stop saying national champ. We're taking your ring if you say anything. No, but it, I mean, that'll That's be. no cap. I'm also very curious to see who shows up for that. Like, uh, well, this NBA schedule is going to have to probably cause a little bit of a uh, hiccup in that one. For sure. Yeah. For, well, I mean, 
for, for Trez. Trez and Gorgie. Well, Gorgie's not on a team right now. Is Gorgie on the roster? He just got released by the Spurs and oh. Trey got waived by the Spurs and Trey. There's a lot of talk that he may get picked up for a stretch run by somebody, but right now I don't think he's been picked up by anybody. So it would just be Trez. But I'm assuming if Trez is tweeting about that, he's planning on being yeah. here. But like we haven't, and I know that I talked about this last year. Like um, I, I was hearing from well, some of them, some of them play overseas though as well. Like doesn't Seba then Seba's back. He he, he, he was retired. Then he got the call from the, the New Zealand Basketball League at the last second. He's back there playing. But like a former coach was telling me, you know, they still have a text group from the whole team, and they were trying to get people together for the Russ Smith jersey retirement last year. Who's going to be there? Everybody was invited, and a lot of guys said that they were going to come, and then just no showed. Like Kevin Ware said he was in, didn't come. Shane Bahannon told people he was going to be there, which apparently nobody keeps up with Shane. They've got no idea what he's doing, and he did not come. Shane doesn't even know where Shane is. I wonder if if we see Shane. I wonder if we see Kevin Ware. I wonder if, yeah, I assume Russ will be back for that. You know Luke will be there. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Tim Henderson, Steve Ventries, they're all in town. Like, they'll be there. Like, but there's some guys that we haven't seen in a long time. Does Patino send a message again? It was well-received last time. Would it be well-received again in this setting? I have no idea. I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. If you're Kenny Payne, would you uh, give the thumbs up to a Patino message? I would. Oh, I would too. Especially right now. Because if you don't, it, you know, it's not going to be – like people – there will be people who have their own thoughts about Patino sending in a message. But if it's nixed by Kenny Payne, people are already mad enough about the way the team's playing. They'll be like, ah, that's soft. Like people will get mad about that. <laughs> I don't think they would want to – Of course, it would never public. become public. Yeah, exactly. It would just be speculation. But, but people would say, yeah, Kenny Payne yeah. put the kibosh on that. I don't. I, I, well, he could he could not send a message, and people still may say that Kenny Payne nixed it or something. Yeah, yeah. Payne can do no right right, right now, and that's yeah. that's just what comes with being two and fifteen is is your inability to do anything right. Well, don't worry, Kenny. They'll they'll they'll, they'll be happier when you beat North Carolina on Saturday. I love the optimism. I, oh, I, I really I'm, do. I'm, I, and if you win, it's going to be a great show on Monday because it'll be just you strutting around, and I can't wait for that. I mean, I'm bringing the belt back in. Bring the belt back in. The, the belt will have to stay here if that happens. <laughs> All right, we have, we've shared our, some of our thoughts. We'll share more a little bit later in the show, but we want to hear from you after the break. Text us at 502-414-1450. It's the Thornton Sex Line. And while you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app. Get a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink from Thornton's when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. And why wouldn't you want to do that anyway? Because it saves you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up from one of the 80,612 Thornton's locations. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Your text on the way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on Johnny Depp is like heartbroken. He was like yeah. at his bedside when he was about to die. Really? I, I didn't know if they were that close. close. Yeah. I had no idea. 
Welcome back in Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, if you miss any of any episode of the Mike Rutherford Show, we're always available on podcast. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or just search 1450 Big X wherever you get your podcast and every episode should pop up for you. We also put it out there on Twitter. Follow at 1450 The Big X. I try to remember to tweet it. Yeah, and then I always retweet it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I because it goes up like right like six thirty. The latest is up. It just sometimes I I'll get distracted. Things. Yeah, I get distracted. Now you Trevor forgets. I try not to. It's okay. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some thoughts from you guys. Obviously, we spent most of the first segment reacting to last night's loss to Clemson. Cards go down by thirteen on the road at Little John Coliseum, but they've covered five straight games. Texter says. The issue isn't if basketball deserve. Oh, this is a KRC text from one thirty. Sorry, one thirty. Anyway. Let's read it anyway. Okay. Usually, uh, TJ or whoever gets to all the ones like before our show starts. Uh, this isn't an issue. The issue is isn't if basketball deserves a facility. The issue is that Mitch is blocking something that improves an athletic program because of his own differences. When he leaves, I'll say thank you, but good riddance, you old head. <laughs> Who's the most popular person within UK athletics right now? They hate Mitch. They hate Cal. Stoops is kind of okay, but Liam Cohen, probably. That's probably honestly that's probably the answer. I mean, they hate the baseball coach. They don't. They don't think the women's basketball coach is doing a good job. I, is the big dog still loved? Yeah, but they're not recruiting that well in football right now. Yeah, U of L is. That's true. I'm. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, the man just made a million dollars to come back. I think Liam Cohen's the right answer. Yeah. Or maybe. I mean, we are Devin Leary. <laughs> that might, might be second. <laughs> Texas, there's, there's no way that Trevor got a dare trophy. I did. I swear to God, I passed there. Did you have to write like you had to do like the speeches? I know. I don't remember doing a speech. Everyone had to do like a, a, an essay, and then they chose like three or four people to read their essays aloud. I did not get chosen. I may. I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe if I did, I don't remember doing it. I remember there was one girl in our class who, God love her. When she got chosen, everybody was like, "This is going to be a disaster," and, she, <laughs> and, it, and it absolutely was a disaster. It was it was bad. I mean, Spare you the details. I just I, I just remember the, I remember the police officer coming in and talking to everybody, and I think I feel like we had to like do like a like answer questions like a worksheet or something, and then they gave us a. I, I feel like I didn't get a trophy. I think like I got a ribbon. Almost positive I didn't get a trophy. We definitely got trophies, but. Maybe maybe they they started ponying up more money when when by the time it came around to you they realized we were we were in danger yeah like, maybe we should stop spending the war on drugs the money this money on the actual war on drugs which is I mean that war's been going on for like what fifty years now they're winning any day now <laughs> any, day, any day now they're gonna break through they're gonna win this thing. I mean I know I remember back in high school sitting there talking sitting my buddy going you know dude the government's on the case. This might be our last joint. We're done. <laughs> there will be no weed in 2023. The, the war is on, man. They're was, after us. We may not find another one again. <laughs> Texter sends in a picture of his betting ticket from last night. War on gambling. Where he put uh, <laughs> he put $400 on Louisville to cover plus 17. Nice. While ended up winning uh, $363. Nice little night. Yeah. Oh, that, You're that. welcome. Yes, thank you. Now, if you want to take some of that and put it on the money line against North Carolina, you can you can thank me again. Take the points too, but 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 put a little bit of put a little, what's what's a what's a new uh, what's a new new uh, term for for cash nowadays? What do the kids call cash or money? Green is it just green. 
I don't think cash is just. Do they have a new? Cash. They don't have the the coin. When is, is money needs a new slang term? When I mean quid, <laughs> English. I mean, we're getting all these slang terms for everything else, like redone. Why can't we get one for money? I'm sure there is. We just don't know about because we're old. <laughs> that's probably true. That's that's no cap. Same texture sends, <laughs> up, same texture sends in a picture of me from a website that says, Mike, you definitely don't have an octogen. I think that's what I was talking about. You were like asking if I'd ever shaved the beard. It's a picture from allaccess.com. I don't know what this is. I don't know what website. I don't know why I'm on it. I don't know why you think you ever had multiple chins. I got a little bit. Oh, for my body, on. I got too big. Okay, I mean before I lost all this weight. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just kind of find it hard to put somebody my size when I hear someone your size say that. It's like, yeah. Okay. But my body type, if I put on like a little bit of weight, I look like grimace. Like it all goes like straight around like the belly and the face and just like the. Other oh, mine's side. on the belly and face. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look for me. Not a good weight for me. Texas Kenny mm-hmm. wore that same gray and black shirt, Groundhog Day, all over again and again. Look. And and the assistants wear the the white with the gray on top. Is this like a is this like a like a Star Trek thing where the captain wears the red shirt and all the rest wear like the the, the, the yellow? He wears the gold shirt and all the rest wear the red shirts. Maybe <laughs> is that what he's going for here. Somebody also on the in, on uh on Twitter we took questions for the podcast today did compare that shirt to it looks like a Star Trek. Yeah, it, it, it has that look to it. And then I noticed like the assistants all wearing the same stuff of different. I mean, I'm like, he's got some kind of like thing going on here. Surely he's got other things that he feels confident wearing. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and, and if not, if this thing brought him confidence. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? I, I just don't. We're two and fifteen. Just try wear wear a plain white T-shirt. Try something <laughs> different. I know he's not. He clearly is not a superstitious man. But I, I mean. Be a little stitious. Be a little stitious. Like, just change it up. Like, I'm wearing different stuff for every game. Like, I, yeah, I mean. Overalls. Try, yeah. I mean, it's the last time, like, maybe this maroon T-shirt I've got is going to work. Didn't. Now, now how, what, did you enjoy the return of Mike Jaminski? Yeah, he was great. He, he seemed a little He seemed a little off, didn't he, sometimes? I mean, he did, he did claim that we won the 2014 title at one point. He did say that. He also messed up something else that I can't remember now where I was like, ooh, Mike, that's, that's not you. I think he had, I feel like he had a health issue recently. I could see it, yeah. I mean, he's getting up there in age, too. So, I yes. mean, it's, it's okay. But I, I, thought it was, I thought it was an okay job. I enjoyed he, him. Yeah, he had he had something going on recently. Um, that didn't involve the ring? He, oh, okay. He had an alcoholism issue. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. But he's been, he's sober for two years now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, good for him. I love Mike Jaminski. Number one center for the Nets back in the day. <laughs> I mean, I, I did like, I did enjoy the, 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 the talking of the, you know, the Sixers days from back in the early 90s. Texas, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Kelly Dickey stat that was posted yesterday that uh, through, that Louisville through 16 games has more team turnovers than the prior two seasons combined. This has to be coaching, right? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I think I saw, I, I want to say I did something, about, I did see it, but I didn't, I remember seeing something about stat, the turnover stuff. I mean, that doesn't surprise me though, does so it? So team turnovers are basically shot clock violations. Oh, and okay. Louisville through 17 games this season has committed 21 of them. That's the same total as the last two full seasons combined. And if you're curious, if you go back to. Wait, we've committed 21 shot clock violations? Yes. Ugh. When Rick Pitino was here for 16 seasons, we committed 68 in his 16 seasons, so that's an average of just over four per season. We've got 21 now, and we still have two months left in the season. That's Did we commit one last night? We did. Yeah, I, could, I, missed, I, missed, I was brain farting on it. That's not good. No, 21 in, that's, I mean, you're averaging over one a game. 
I mean, that's that's not good at all. It's not good. Not good. Um, I mean, it's, it's a sign of also a team that's just slowly learning how to play a new offense, I guess. I mean. Kelly did point this out, though. One, we've covered the spread for five straight times for the first time since uh, 2018. Yeah. Shout out to David Padgett and Kenny Payne. (laughs) Two, Mike James is the first Louisville freshman to score at least 17 points in three straight games since Dewan Wheat did it in three straight games in the 93-94 season. Not bad company. No, not bad at all. He also was the first freshman. Ironically, they were both kind of sophomores being playing as freshmen, though, because Wheat's now. He also is the first freshman to score at least 15 points in three straight games since Samaro Samuels did it in his freshman year back in 2008. Yeah, no one would confuse Mike James with one we throw in the body builds. Or Samaro Samuels for that. No, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone ever requested Dewan Wheat you play in the post ever. <laughs> no. Texture says, I turn on the show a couple minutes late and the first words I hear are, quote, the first thing that made me want to do drugs as a kid was. <laughs> and then he says, I love sports radio. You're welcome. It's like one of those things you should tweet that sentence out, dot, 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 and just see all the replies. Everyone would say the Dare concert. <laughs> the Dare with the Dare concert. <laughs> if I did it right now, everybody would just be like, Kenny Payne. Like that's, you know, oh, well, you everyone, know. Yeah. Everyone would make the easy joke. I know. Well, you get the easy layup. joke. It's a layup. It is. By the way, I asked for, so I asked for questions for the podcast today, and we got a ton of responses. And I would say, I'm not even joking, I think probably at least 17 of them were something like, what has to happen for Kenny Payne not to get the, not have the job? Oh, like it's every, I told you, and I was like, I was like every single day. It's I thought all, we went like three or four days without getting one of those. Oh, no, I, I just skip over it on the text line. Oh, is that what it's? We get it. <laughs> is that what we it still is? get it every day. Okay, because I feel like I was going to say all week, I don't think I've had that question yet. I kid you not. You, you just ignore it for my sake. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. That's so nice of the you. The very next text <laughs> that I bring up, I did not see this before we had this, started having this conversation. The very next text. Any chance Kenny walks away and says it's too much or am I just dreaming? Sure, there's a chance. I've got no idea, though. Like, I mean, I'll say what I keep saying. I'll be very surprised if Kenny Payne's not the head coach next year, whether it's – I think the the only likely – the only possible – Scenario that Kenny Payne's not your coach next year is if he chooses not to be the coach next year. I mean, the only way I can see him do that is if the the, the last the season last month or last six or seven games of the season in the way the the Power Five conference season began this year, like your Maui and Miami games stuff like that. Or if you start having players saying like it's terrible. Yeah, and I, I mean, I hate it here. And I don't see either of those things happening I at don't this either. point. I don't. I don't. And so, therefore, yeah, I agree. I I just don't see him. Like, like if the season had continued going the way it had in that first month, and I, again, like post Maui, then yeah, I mean, I would not have been surprised if Kenny wouldn't want to walk away. Who would want to really stay? I mean, to a degree, but yeah, I think this team, the, he has seen progress in this team. I think you you hear it in his voice. You see it in the, on the court. It's it's slow. I get it, people. It's very slow moving. This is dial up internet speed slow. But that picture of. Tammy Stitch is coming on. Don't worry. No, it's it's loading. That's how I used dial-up back in the day. That was I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. That that's Sunny in the bikini photo. It's loading. It might take an hour, but it's getting there. I do. I mean, <laughs> well done. The only way that you, I think, don't have that Josh Hurd makes a move is if like his buddy 
Jay Wright's like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for free. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it for free. <laughs> I'm desperate to be the head coach I'm, of the Louisville men's basketball I was program. at that UMBO-UK game, and I felt, you know what? That's a Louisville team that I need to coach. <laughs> I've got to see this team. I've got to see more of this team up close and personal. What if, what if, we, what if we had some, like, a Patino's uh, suits left in, like, the closet when he left? I'm like, Jay, we'll give you these. They'll least torch you. <laughs> Texture says, sorry to change the subject. I'm not. That, that makes no, fun Please, of go ahead. But I'm really curious about Brom's system with a mobile quarterback like Pierce. Do you think it will resemble how Bobby changed with Lamar? Has Brian hinted about changes that will be made? No. I mean, the only time that we've really heard Jeff talk about mobile quarterbacks was on the interview with us where he said, you know, I, I want a mobile quarterback. That's where the game is trending. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like, I feel like I was a mobile quarterback. And as far as what the style is going to look like, I mean, I, I feel like it'll be some variation of the same style that we've seen with most of the elite mobile quarterbacks across the country where you'll have a lot of shotgun, a lot of read option. They'll roll Pierce out at times. They'll, I think, do a lot of sprint action stuff. I mean, it kind of depends on how good Pierce Clarkson is. It, let's say that he goes through this entire redshirt season, maybe plays a little bit as a primary backup in four games, but maintains the redshirt and just looks terrible. Who's to say in this day and age you don't go out and get another transfer quarterback? I mean, I just, I, I, I think any coach. It's, I think, and I could be wrong. Maybe Jeff could correct me on this because I don't coach football. But like, I feel like transitioning into using a mobile quarterback is just so much easier than maybe going the other way around. Does yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think that's probably if, right. If you if you've been coaching, and Pacino, I mean, I mean, Lafleur's wasn't exactly a statue. Brian wasn't Neil Donald to that level, and we saw him leave when he went to Atlanta. Primarily because he thought he was going to get Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean he obviously didn't, but that's I think that was probably a huge reason of why he took the Atlanta job. Um, you know, but Chris Redman, the complete opposite of Michael Vick, one hundred percent opposite. So yeah, I think it's. I think if you're Jeff, I mean O'Connell wasn't exactly their statue. I mean, he can move a little in the pocket. I think. I mean, he wasn't. I think I don't know. It's, when people say mobility, I'm actually think I don't know. Like that, you're getting Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that have mobility. They just aren't going to be running a 4-4 and aren't going to run for 100-something yards each game. I mean, but can still move in the pocket and can be used in the offense in terms of, you know, bootlegs and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think Jeff will probably be happy to have a guy that's maybe a little more mobile than he's even had. Yeah, but as far as what it's going to look like, we'll, we'll have to find Didn't out. Did he have, when he was at Western Nuffs, didn't they have, like, when KJ Black there in his OC year? I mean, who's who's a mobile quarterback as well? I'm not sure. I'm almost positive the kid from Fern Creek. Texture says... Patino has been trending on Twitter for the past week. I've seen it at least 10 different fan bases clamoring for him. Seems like it's going to be a Patino sweepstakes this April. That's not what I'm getting trending right now. My trending list is Lisa Marie Presley. I saw she had cardiac arrest. Ray Rice, Passion of the Christ 2, and Mar-a-Lago. I do want to talk Passion of the Christ 2 next Those four things right there in one sentence. (laughs) I'm going to save that for the second hour. I want to get your thoughts on something. Well, I have to get a date to that. Yeah, I know. We're going to get there. (laughs) I think think what it comes down to is I I think it's going to be St. John's versus Georgetown for Rick Patino. You know, you brought up Georgetown St. John's. St. John's is also – they said no a few years ago. Who is St. John's coach? The um, Mike Anderson. Oh, really? He's not doing well. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Keeps getting – keeps falling up. I mean, yeah, I don't know if St. John's in, in 2000s is up, but, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe this was like 92 or something. But, but. still, I mean, he keeps <laughs> he keeps getting jobs that he doesn't deserve. I mean, Georgetown, at least because Georgetown, they've, they've hung with Ewing. I mean, St. John's hung with Redmond for like, what, six weeks? I mean, not Redmond, but Mullins. Oh, Chris, well, Chris Chris Mo- Chris, did, did he go there for like six months and then well, quit? He quit. Yeah, he just quit. Okay. I've told this, I said this before, like, 
like Patino's nephews were Chris Mullen sat next to Rick at an AAU event when he got the St. John's job. And they, they were like, uh, he basically was asking Rick, like, what do you do for practice? <laughs> like, like, like he never coached. He was like, what's the zone that they were like, they're like, if he coaches anything, like the questions he was asking my uncle, it's going to be bad. And sure enough, it was, it was bad. He had no idea what he was doing. He, they hired him from the, he, he'd work, he was working the front office job at Golden State where he wasn't even like, I don't think do anything. He just had like a, a title just for being Chris Mullen in Golden State. And they gave him that job. I think he went back to Golden State after that, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, he, whatever he was doing was just, <laughs> it was, he, he was in over his head for sure. But he, was, he stayed there for uh, four seasons. I liked him as a pacer. He shaved his head in 98 with everyone else. He, his last season was the only time they made the, they made the first four. Did they? Then he called it quits. That was his only season, right? No, he, four seasons. He was there four years? Yeah. Good Lord, what kind of non-dare coma was I in for that four, four years? Well, that must have been in 23, post-23, right? 2012. Oh, yeah, 2015 to 2019. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I zoned out. That's why. No. Okay. <laughs> Texas, if we keep improving at this rate, hopefully we'll make the tournament by Kenny's fifth year. <laughs> We're getting better. Oh, let's, uh, if we don't bring in some better players, no offense to what we have on the roster, then that might be true. Texas, what are your thoughts on KP convincing recruits from the portal, et cetera, to come play for him when there are questions about his coaching acumen? He is learning to be a head coach, but he's not there yet. Cal as a role model is also not a positive. Well, I've, I've been saying that for months, but that fell on deaf ears. As far as his pitch to recruits right now, I mean, you we've seen it before. Programs in bad states can go out there and get players. Yeah. it's. I mean, you had some bad LSU teams going out there and getting top five-star players. You had some bad Washington teams going out there and getting five-star players. Hell, Kentucky brought in a great class after they went 9-16. and 16. Like, At some point, you've got to – the guy came here as an ace recruiter. That was the reputation, right? He should be able to recruit some – people were acting like he could recruit five-star talent if he'd gotten the job at Albany. Or DePaul a few years ago when he was remembered to take that. He's, all the Chicago kids are going to start staying home because Kenny Payne's at DePaul. That was what people said. If he can't get five star talent at Louisville because he's, you know, not winning enough, then, then we were all just wrong about the biggest asset that he was supposed to be bringing to the table, his recruiting ties, his ability to connect with with kids, his ability to convince these kids that the best thing for them is to go play for him. It hasn't happened so far at all. Now, I mean, any excuse is out the window. There's no NCA stuff. There's no he's not sure what he's doing. He's the head coach for the first. Like, go get players like that. That was supposed to be the one thing that was a given. It hasn't happened yet. You've got to show us that you can get some players. But the NCAA sanctions, Mike. Not, not anymore. That's, that's they gone. They were there. That's gone. Go get some players. we got to go to break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hours up next, I'll get Trevor's thoughts on Passion of the Christ 2, whether or not he plans on making <laughs> Electric out of the theater. Boogaloo. Too. Yeah, that, that's all over the place. We'll take more of your texts as well. Maybe a little football talk. We can try to hopefully stray from the basketball talk. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. You feel a change coming from another side of time, breaking down the walls of silence, lifting shadows from your mind, placing back the missing mirror that before you couldn't find, telling mystery. 
second hour here, Thursday edition of the Michael Hooper Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sheriff, those uh, storms keep you up at all last night? I didn't know it stormed until Justin called me at 6.55 this morning to tell me uh, there was some problem with the uh, log computer. How'd you not know? You, I figured you, you actually, you probably were awake. Um, it was bad last night. No, I, I don't know. I, actually, I fell asleep kind of early last night. I want to say I fell asleep around 1, 1.30. So you got like 15 hours of sleep? Uh, I woke up when he called me around. This early, this four minutes early starting the show is just taking an effect on your whole body. Your whole body's out of calibration. You just don't know what to do. You're going to sleep four hours earlier than usual because you got to get in here four minutes earlier. It's <laughs> just never going to recover. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after I watched the game and I watched uh, Dynamite last night, which was awesome. Was it? Okay. Oh, from LA. I mean, just. I've not heard a wrestling update in a while. There was, it was a. Loaded pay per view level matches across the board, ending with the uh, the uh, the uh, trios championship ladder match, which was just, I mean, anytime you put the Lucha Brothers and, and the Young Bucks in a ladder match, I mean, you're gonna have a train wreck. It's just it was awesome, um, but yeah, great show from start to finish, one of the better ones. They they packed it because it was their first time in L.A. and uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, so after that, yeah, it was around it was around one or something. So I didn't start watching that till after the UBO game. So I was just, I don't know, I was just, just kind of tired. I was like, I'm just going to go kind of go chill and lay down. So, yeah, I didn't hear the storms coming at all. Is Orange Cassidy still champion? He is. Okay, he good. is. Uh, he is, uh, I think he wants, oh, he's wrestling, um, no, I think he's wrestling on Rampage, but I can't remember who now. I I hesitate to ask you this, and I know what I'm doing, but I do want to get your genuine thoughts on what's going on with, break it down for a, somebody who doesn't follow wrestling and, and what's going on and just kind of sees this thing trending on Twitter and sees his wrestling friend fans, fan friends, talking about this. What's going on with Stephanie McMahon leaving? Vince coming back? This no, supposed sorry. deal with Saudi Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. Like, it, all I see is like people losing their minds, and then everyone's like, "Oh no, it's actually not done." So it's not happening. I can't remember how long it was when Vince had the allegations come out against him with the uh, the paying off women, you know, stuff, yeah. and he stepped down. And everybody was like, "Vince is gone." I just remember sitting there going. He, He's not gone. He's, Everybody thought he's coming back for like a pay per view or something. He, well, I was like, he'll he'll be back on the board. It's, I mean, he may not be on television anytime soon, but he'll be back on the board. And I remember all my friends. Oh no! Look, he left. I mean, Paul, Triple H is taking this position, and now Stephanie's going to be. See, I was like, just, he's stepping away just until this cools off, and it will, and he'll come back in. And lo and behold, he comes back. Apparently, Stephanie stepping down did bother a lot of people because she's more obviously probably more liked than her father is. Uh, but the no shock, he's back in, in the head of the, the table. He never, he never even really left. He just kind of gave a proxy to her, and 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 just kind of went and you know took a vacation. And they, it's no surprise, they've been looking to sell. They've been doing it, you know, selling off pieces of it here and there. I like the the website to all the the library and the streaming site to Peacock and and so forth. So I think, but if the sale to the Saudis apparently isn't official. But if it was to happen, it would not surprise me one one iota. So what happens to WWF if that does WWE if that does happen? Um, everyone's like it's it's gone. People will leave. It's not going to be cool one anymore. Of the, one of the bigger things. Well, it depends on what happens with management. I think, but I think one of the bigger things is if it if it is sold to the the prince, does it go does it go from being public back to a private stock? Hmm. And I think that's one of the kind of more interesting things because when it wasn't a public when it wasn't publicly traded they were kind of more willing to get away with a lot of stuff. I, the attitude era, I mean, and so that stuff, they probably needed a public, 
need to be public to not to avoid doing it. Uh, Katie Vick, number one on top of that list. But the uh, yeah, if they go because if that that's the case, then they can be with a lot more stuff than they could when they're public or they have been public for the last I guess fifteen years or so. So you kind of want it to happen. I honestly don't give two bleeps. You don't, though, WWE. I mean, I'll still follow WWE to agree. I haven't really watched much of it. I heard Monday's show was, wasn't was very good. Um, we talked about the ratings for the football. Remember, I said they all were watching Raw. They weren't. Raw did a 1.7 million. I knew its ratings were That bad. was bad. Yeah, yeah 1.7 is bad. Um, I mean, it's, that's not good. Either. Usually, even Raw, when Raw's been bad, usually they still do 2.8, 2.9. Uh, so 1.7 is pretty low. And that probably assume they they kind of knew that with the football game blowout or not they were like you know what we're just gonna put out which sucks if you bought tickets to that show like you're going to go maybe your first raw you're going to and you are a WWE fan and you get that show and it's like just a show that is they just call in and just kind of can't it just it sucks and i feel bad for people wherever that show was but yeah i mean it's it'll be interesting to see if it gets sold i I'm not saying it will happen to the Saudi thing, but I mean, WB will be sold. Pro- this, by this time, probably next year, within two years, it will not be owned by Vince McMahon anymore. The Trevor Kelsey guarantee right there, folks. Mark it down. Trevor said it. It's going to happen. Just not. I just can't guarantee it'll be to the Saudi prince, but wouldn't surprise me because he's willing to pay a lot of money. I, I glanced at the text line while we were talking there, and I just saw somebody saying, is there another radio show playing in the background of the stream? And I got panicked for a second, and then the person said, ha-ha, never mind. It was my work and focus Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever just thinking about like work and, and messing up have you ever had a situation where you've accidentally replied all to like a, a work email or like texted work people back when you thought you were texting somebody else i mean i've sent wrong emails like anything embarrassing it's happened to me once i mean i, I think i told you the stan he's one right y- yes when I, when I used to send out the template and i would send out and i had a template made up for coaches and that's just, right that's said just coach xxx and i accidentally forgot to put his name a name in there and the, the, the SID replied like right away. It was like, if you can't bother looking up our coach's <laughs> name, then we won't bother coming on your show. It's not a bad response. And I was like, sorry. I mean, my bad. Uh, and I had sent, I remember I sent a show. Um, uh, I did a printout because I used to have to do like, I used to do like a, a, a whole like script out the show for Renshaw, even though he would just ignore it. But I would send it to him and I accidentally sent it to uh, an SID one time. Uh, I forget who. I don't remember which one because I had so many. You know, Stan just, Heath they, again. Yeah, I know what Stan Heath like. It's like make fun of Stan Heath three to three fifteen. But I said, and he replied back relatively soon and was like, "I don't think you meant to send this to me." And I'm like, "Oh no, I didn't." I'm 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 pretty good about not texting, sending the text to the wrong people. I get I get that a lot too. Yeah, I I've always been very careful. The only time I ever screwed it up was the first year that I was doing the college basketball editor stuff at SB Nation. And somebody had sent me a specific question about it was directed towards me, but it was to like the entire like editors group. And it was like something about like trying to get involved with doing the college basketball stuff on the national side and trying to help out. And like I responded with something of like, I've got no say here. If it were up to me, I'd be doing this, this, and this, but nobody listens to me when it comes like nobody cares about college basketball over here. It's still football. And I sent it to everybody and I was like, okay. I was like, well, (laughs) I stand by everything that I said, but I also did not want you guys to see it. Now, have you ever, I've never done this, but have you ever done the, and I feel like every time it's said it is an excuse, it is just made up, but the I didn't mean to tweet that it was supposed to be a text thing. You see people do that. Sometimes. I don't know how you screw that up. I, but you see people use that as an excuse for things, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe I, not as much now. Maybe earlier yeah. in the Twitter days they were. I see some people will try to say it. I meant that as like a direct message. 
Okay. Got sent out as a tweet because I've done that before. So I don't even know how you. I don't, I don't. Nowadays it's way harder. But the original app, it was there were a couple times where it was like the message text box and the tweet text box looked exactly the same. So it was really easy. I, I there were a couple times where I did that where I tried to send a direct message and I accidentally sent a tweet. But now it's almost impossible. Now I have that. I have once or twice. It's been a while. I have I've accidentally tweeted like something I meant to tweet from my account. My account. I sent it from the Big X account. And almost immediately as soon as I do it, I realize why I didn't. I delete it and I switch it around. Yeah, if I ever had burners, because on my phone, I'd be screwed. Because my phone, I've got it. Just it's just a little button you can flip back and forth between the accounts. See, I used to run the the SB Nation college basketball account, and s- several times I accidentally tweeted from the wrong account. So yeah, that, which is why again, if, if I had a burner, I would just be tweeting wrong stuff all oh, the time. Oh yeah, same here. Because I never paid attention to it. The other thing that was and it was the worst system ever invented was if you used to write stories on SBNation.com. There would be like a, there's like a little box. So when we write stories for Card Chronicle, you check the box. The tweet tweets out the story with the headline automatically. Like you don't have to, to tweet out the the story manually or link it or anything like that. It fancy. just does it right away. Yeah, it's been yeah since 2011. It's been very fancy. <laughs> but if you were writing stories on the national site, they would automatically have the box checked for tweet out from the official SB Nation Twitter account, which was horrible because they. Somebody's job was to run that social account, and they would specifically set up how they were going to phrase it and what they were going to put out, set up images to tease it and stuff. And, I mean, it, it was a running joke. Like If you accidentally tweeted your story from the account, you were supposed to give up a, a finger. <laughs> I did it, like, 17 times. And it was always, like, the most mundane, meaningless BS. Like, some dude from Missouri had torn his ACL and wasn't going to be around for the end. It's, like, the official SB Nation account right after its Super Bowl prediction post is, like, Isaiah James out for the year for Missouri. He'd been averaging 8.7 points per game. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. It, it just happened all the time. That was always embarrassing and always felt bad. But I've never had a just awful, like some people's stories, miscue like that. No, not, not, I mean, I've just told you probably the worst ones. I, I don't know. I try to be, I try to double check before I ever hit tweet or send or anything else. I try to like make sure everything That surprises is... me a little bit. Really? I, I, can just, <laughs> I can see you being throwing caution to the wind. Well, I don't tweet when I'm drunk. Now, if you want, if you want, I probably because I've learned my lesson. Go back and look at maybe my early Twitter days. Those are probably. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Those are probably more, you know, hair down in the wind type of, uh, you know, happy go lucky Trevor on Twitter. I was probably uh, more, more loosey goosey was what I would say. Now here's talking about wanting to to live dangerously here. <laughs> Uh, but tweeting. Stuff. You brought it up already, but I, I do have to say, the fact that they're making a second Passion of the Christ movie. It's I, I, re- not a joke. This is really. I, I know, but remind me now because I was slightly distracted during the first one. Like, does, does does the resurrection happen in the first one? I never saw it. Oh, you never watched it? No. Okay, because I'm thinking of that. I'm assuming that's what the second one's going to be, right? The, the title of the film is The Passion of the Christ Resurrection. So unless they're throwing okay, us okay. a huge curveball. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I had up. I, I did not see that. All I saw was Passion of the Christ 2. So I didn't even know that was part. Okay, I was just guessing. That's the only thing that you can do if it's a sequel, right? For, for, for Jesus, is the resurrection? I mean, it's. Unless you want to, like, do some sort of. Prequel? Like, go back in the day? Take on what happened after he was resurrected. Him and God upstairs be like, I don't think they get it. I don't. I, look at these. Look at these guys. What are they? What are they doing? They don't understand. Like, which would actually be a fun movie. Jesus and God just up in heaven, commentating on what they see below. I feel Jesus sound like like Rodney Dangerfield for some reason. Like, what you, what you, what or God severely critiquing his performance and being like, Why did you? You shouldn't have gotten so mad at the temple. What, what, what are you doing? What, you're, you're part me. What, what are you? 
How are you getting so mad? Don't flip tables over. You are representing me out there, and you're hanging out with Mary Magdalene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus is like, so Joseph kind of got a raw deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do something really nice for him when he gets up here. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> everyone's making jokes about the Passion of the Christ, too, doing their own titles for it. Is Passion the Christ two a new legacy? Did, didn't didn't Family Guy do this already? They, it was like the when they their comeback episode. Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Now is Mel Gibson involved with this one? Yes. What is it? Has he done anything since Passion of the Christ? Yes, and a couple of them I heard were good. I did never he, saw was, them. Was he involved in the last Mad Max stuff that he did? Because I mean, I, I know no he was, idea. Okay, I, I never remember, watched it. So there was one movie that he did that I knew got really good reviews. I want to say like in 2010 or something. But I can't remember what it was. God, it has been Passion of the Christ has been that long. Has 2004. It? Wow. So the the story for people listening who have, maybe haven't heard of this before. It's a long time Trevor, to resurrect. in a true Seinfeld moment, went to the Passion of the Christ and made out with a girl <laughs> while the movie was going on, which is uh, like quite literally the last movie that that should be happening to. Ever it's hard, made. dude, because I told you the woman next to us was wailing the whole time. It wasn't even like an empty theater. Oh no, no, it was. It was like the, the movie came out like that weekend or something. Do kids still go to movies and make out? Is that still a thing? I would think so, right? I don't Do know. They? I don't know if kids go to movies. Period. We know they just now Netflix and chill. Yeah, but that's like you have to go to somebody's house. Like parents are involved. Like that's. I mean, you go to the theater, right? Movies were like I think were like seventy five percent of my friends had their first. Kids. Did you ever make out the theater? I did movie? What was what, what movie did you watch the least and make out during the most? Um. Ironically, it's probably Kiss the Girls. Yeah. I think that was it. Nice little thriller. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that still happens. But you, I mean, I would think so, right? I mean, do kids, not, do, 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 do kids not go to movies on dates anymore? What are the kids doing these days? Somebody let us know. Yeah, I'm not mean, a kid. I mean, I'm a parent of a kid. Wow, this just sounds so creepy. By the way, it does. Like, it, how, what? What are the ladies? What are the teenage girls looking for? I'm today? trying to find a path out of this conversation quickly, <laughs> and I'm not fine. It's just stop signs everywhere. And I told you, like, in fairness, like I, when I went to the, see the Passion of Christ, other than the making out part, like I was lost the whole movie. Like I couldn't tell who was Jesus and who was who was who was Judas. Like they all they all look alike. Everybody had beards and long hair. Like who who knew who was who? It was like I was one in twelve chance of getting one on the right one on the cross for me. I wonder if anybody else who saw that movie had the same problem that you did. I can't imagine they did. Well, they probably weren't as stoned as I was either. By the way, U of L, U of L, good news here. Fall sports, very very successful campaign. The cards now sit in twenty second in the Learfield Directors Cup standings, which measure uh, yeah. program supports in all sports. Cards finished second in volleyball, ninth in field hockey. 33rd in men's soccer, 26th in football. I don't know how they calculated that, but I'll take it. Now, this is amongst Learfield schools only? No, it's everybody. Okay. I didn't know. If They're just the sponsor of the director. Okay. I don't know. They punish you if you're not a Learfield school. I, don't, I, I never I never <laughs> understood how this system works or how it's fair. Like, no one does. Our best years, we've still been like 58th. And then like we'll have crappy years across the board where we don't make a Final Four in any sport and somehow we're like 28th. Did we not win it in 13? No, we were like way low. I, I mean, that's I why I said I don't get. And we don't field as many teams as a, as a lot of schools do. And we don't. You know, there's some sports that we don't participate in. No, and no. also, you have the thing where like you get the same amount of points for a, to be just random example, rifled national championship as you do for a college football national championship, which seems 
wrong, but that's the way it works. So, with respect to the rifle people, we love the rifle teams. Yeah, we're always gonna be nice to them. They got guns. Well, <laughs> every rifle. This is show that I had to the, 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 the topic of how the hell is Army not winning the rifle? We did talk about that. Okay, yeah. I can't remember if that was the show or not. Yeah, and like because there was like there was that girl who transferred away from UK and was all mad and like posted the message. We're like, where are you transferred? And it's like Air Force, Army, Navy. Man, hope. <laughs> The fact that Kentucky's beaten them all does not make me feel... No, it doesn't make me feel warm and cozy at all. doesn't make me feel very good about it. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. If you have crazy stuff to get to, please. What would be a worse movie to do a sequel to right now? Than Passion of the Christ? Other, other than maybe Titanic 2. Titanic Which there is there. a Titanic 2 sequel, by the way, out there. Is it really? Yeah, it's straight to video. What could possibly happen? Is it like Jack and Rose... <laughs> Or we go, well, Jack's dead. No, it's like sorry if I spoiled that. Like, for it's you. like someone decided to actually build another ship and call it Titanic for some reason. What movie would least would, would it be the hardest to do a sequel to? I mean, I mean, Passion doesn't isn't actually in that category because you do have the Resurrection. Yeah, why well, I didn't like I said I never saw it, so I don't yeah. know how it ended. I didn't. I went. I didn't either, and I went to it. Um, That's stumpy on this one. Usually, when I ask you these questions, I have something in my mind, but I don't. Oh, you don't. Yeah, I, I wish I could. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of yeah, I kind of just asked you. I mean, Titanic Rudy popped up. <laughs> goes to jail for tax fraud. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a tough sequel. Hoosiers the next season they they go oh, like oh and sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Norman gets fired. Texas says Sophie's second choice. <laughs> That's actually, a very good one. That's very clever. Um, I guess this would be a text line question more than anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie like everybody dies at the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hamlet. Hamlet 2 Hamlet Hamlet would be Hamlet, tough. Is, that's, that is a, again, that's a movie, though. There's a movie where... Uh, well, yeah, all, there are all sorts of adaptations. There, well, what, no, it's the one where it's about the guy that does the, the theater in Arizona or something, and he, he decides that he wants to make a big play, and he makes Hamlet 2. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They keep talking. I, think, I forget what the movie's called. It's kind of funny, if I remember right. They're like, dude, everyone dies at the end of the movie. He's like, that's the twist. That's the point. <laughs> By the way, Louisville has covered in five straight games. We mentioned this. Kentucky has failed to cover in 10 Ooh. straight games. How about that? Wow. How about that? So Some teams are getting better. Some teams are getting worse. I wonder if the last game they covered was the one I bet them. When they, uh, I don't even remember who it was now. They beat. 10 games ago. Long time. Yeah. Hard to remember. It's been a while. Some teams peaking. January, some teams yeah, peak in November, I guess. How did we lose to them at 23 points? Texas Harold and Maude would be difficult to do a sequel. I've never seen Harold and Maude, have you? No. The only thing I know about Harold and Maude is it was uh, Mary's uh, favorite movie. Not your Mary, but something about Mary. Uh, in, that, in the movie set by Mary, she talks about it being the greatest love story ever or something. That's the only thing I always think about Harold and Maude. It's about like an old woman and a young dude hooking up. What about Thelma and Louise? That'd be Thelma and Louise 2 would be tough to do. <laughs> yeah. Butch Cassidy and Butch Sundance Cassidy, Kid Sundance Kid, Yeah, there's another one, yeah. That'd be tough. Where, well, but then again, you don't know. You, you'd always do the, the easy thing to do in any sequel is just, it's their kids, right? <laughs> it's their kids. How do we know Thelma and Louise didn't, like, how do we know they didn't survive? They could have they lived. Like they could, <laughs> I've never seen that movie either, but I know how it ends. You know, you know they're going off the cliff, right? No, sorry for the spoiler, people. They also shoot Brad Pitt, in case you're wondering. He deserves it, though. Uh, you know, they drop the cliff. Like, what if like it comes back? Like, the, move, the sequel opens with them going off the cliff, and the car just lands. <laughs> I gotta, like, oh my god! This was only thirty feet deep. There, there's a giant air mattress down here. <laughs> That'd be great, actually. 
Yeah, that, that would be a good one. Texture says <laughs> Schindler's second list. <laughs> Texture says Old Yellow to the Resurrection. <laughs> I still have never watched End of Old Yellow. Um, Won't do it. Texture says I did a lot more than make out in the movie theater. Sick brag. <laughs> now, that was during Blair Witch Project, too. Oh, God. Texture says. <laughs> The Taken trilogy never made sense to me. How many times is she going to get taken? <laughs> Have you ever? I've never watched one past the first. I like the first one. I, I love the first I, one. I watched the second one because Mary was super into it. Was, was, it did, was it the daughter getting taken again? Because at some point, she's got to be not longer a virgin and not be that valuable, right? She did. I think the mom <laughs> got taken too. I can't even remember. I remember like, who keeps getting taken? Yeah, at some point, he's running out of family members, right? I remember thinking it was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I didn't, I didn't watch any of the ones after that. There's been three, I assume. Four? Has there been four? I think there's been at least three. There may be more. I think it's just three, but I could be wrong. I do. I enjoyed the first one. In fact, it was only like 90 minutes long. I thought it was perfect. Uh went by so smoothly. I enjoyed it immensely, but I just couldn't watch a sequel. I just I don't know. Texas and the never ending story. That actually has a sequel. Does it really? Yeah. The ending story? It's the end of the the end of the story. It's what it's called. <laughs> Texas Blazing Saddles. History of the World Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> we got a part one. We never got a part two. Um. Oh, apparently Liam Neeson gets taken in the second. Is that what happened? Who the hell what? goes and gets him? I don't remember that at all. How do you who? How do you save the guy that gets taken from the get the taker from the gets? I don't. I'm, I'm confused. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> So my buddy just texted me said Liam Neeson got taken in this. No, Brennan Lenore are abducted by the Albanians, but Kim escapes and is the only hope that Brian, Brian, oh Brian got abducted. Brian and Lenore. Okay, so that and Brian Liam Neeson. I don't remember that. I know I saw the movie. I don't remember that at so all. So who saved him? If him and the the daughter came and saved him? Yes. <laughs> the same one that couldn't even get caught, couldn't hide under a bed in the first one. She really grew up. I mean, apparently she learned more from those singing lessons than we would. She learned some skills. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the plot. I don't remember any of those. <laughs> this sounds as bad as Force Gump too. I remember thinking it wasn't terrible, but <laughs> maybe nice. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, have no, I don't know what was going on when I watched that movie. Yeah, I don't think you were watching. I think um, you and Mary were getting a little frisky. <laughs> Texas says smoking weed and shooting dice in South End JCPS high schools is what kids do these days. Wow, not much has changed. I, was gonna, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> something in the weekend so <laughs> uh I'll, now we're just getting a ton of, of text from krc people about kyle tucker's piece which i have not read i haven't looked at kyle tucker's piece in a while well come on um <laughs> you said you made it too easy on that i know he wrote something that was negative about the state of kentucky basketball god forbid but i have not read it so i haven't i haven't even seen it like on my twitter feed or anything Texture says we have a something about an executive session tomorrow. Any discussion on the possible naming rights of the new stadium tomorrow? I've not. Let me check my email, see if we've gotten that email. Um, it would have just came out. I don't have anything about that. Hmm. I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. We'll try to figure out what's going on there. Maybe there is something going on with the naming rights for Cardinal Stadium. Uh-oh. Are we going to get a name? Maybe. Maybe. We'll try to figure that out Passion during the, the break. Christ too. We'll come back. <laughs> We'll talk less about Passion of the Christ too the next segment, I promise. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Yes, we all know it's better. It's better. Yesterday was fast. Now let's all start living for the one that's going to last.
Welcome back in. Rutherford Show Thursday here. I couldn't find anything about an executive session thing or anything about naming rights, so if it's happening, it will be news to me. Trevor Kelsey Cardinal State. Suntan <laughs> City Stadium. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the most likely at this point Planet Fitness, Cardinal Stadium. Like they, they sponsor everything these days. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Or you just get the Lens back on board for you know their fitness as well. stadium name. Make everything Lens Stadium. Make it impo- make it like George Foreman's sons. They're all they're all the same name. It's just <laughs> I'm going to Lens Stadium. Which one? You better figure it out. Well, people are gonna have a nightmare with GPS. Better figure out who's playing tonight. Um we have by the way, did Indiana win last night? No. I, I thought they lost. They got rolled up like a doobie and smoked. Because I was thinking about what we have programming on tonight, and I was like, I I had a bad feeling about IU last night, and yeah, they lost by 19. That's uh, three straight losses now. The Hoosiers fall to one and four in the Big Ten. It is a bad, bad time to be a diehard college basketball fan in this area. Who do you feel the best about long term, given the current situations among the big three here locally? IU, UK, and U of L. Probably Kentucky's because of the class coming in. It's probably it's. Probably the right answer. Yeah. I uh, thought Indiana, when Kentucky started playing poorly, I thought Indiana could maybe have the best season. That's looking like it's not going to happen. Now, I don't know what kind of class Indiana has coming up the next year. but I, I, But I do know, I mean, listen. Not as good as Kentucky's. Yeah, and I know they lose Trace Jackson Davis. So, I mean, it better have a damn good class because you know I'm big on him. You love TJD. I do. I mean, maybe, He's great. It's, maybe it's the fact that I loved his dad as a player. Dale Davis was one of my favorite players. And they are nowhere. Plays the game nowhere near like pops, but who? By the way, went to Clemson. Oh, uh, played title in. Yeah, played uh, played Clemson with Elgin Campbell, who the Lakers still to this day think can be a, a, a top center. There's still holding hope on that one. Uh, but the yeah, I get that. But I, I'm a big fan of his game. Yeah. So and he, I know I, there's no way he can't have eligibility. Right? I mean, it's a miracle they got him back for two more years. Let I alone, know. I know. Coming back another year. All right. So someone sent in the the schedule for the regular meeting of the UofL Board of Athletics. And it does have an executive session where it says a motion to recess to executive session to discuss a specific business proposal. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. You never know. I do, like, we've gotten in the habit because we're so just used to everything that UofL announces being related to athletics. Like, every time there's an executive session, like, it may just be, I don't know, like, somebody wants to name a new room inside the library maybe they're just trying to add like a jack-in-the-box to the uh the food court in the, in the student activity center you just yeah you you just you <laughs> never know because remember like we'd always people would always do like the whole eyeball emoji thing like hmm we've got a meeting announcement tomorrow and it'd be like yeah we're we're playing clemson in quiz bowl in 2023 did you watch the quiz those quiz bowls with the mannings no they were actually it was funny i liked was them it? yeah i actually enjoyed them people love the mannings yeah uh, Scooter Dingus, by the way, lets you know that TJD could come back for one more year next year if you wanted to. He's got one year of eligibility. <laughs> There's left. no way you can back me. Come on. He's a junior. <laughs> he's, he's been, I mean, I guess he could if he wanted to. I mean, daddy, I mean, he probably didn't need money because Pops made a pretty good amount in his, in his career. So He's 22. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could come back if he wanted to. But Yeah, so his first season was the, the season that got the tournament canceled by COVID, 2019-20. So he got the extra year. Yeah, his numbers have gone down each of the last three years, though. I mean, 
what does he still average? What, 16 points and eight rebounds a game? 17-4 and, and 9.7. Yeah, he's a pretty he's good, good player. He's yeah. very good. Very Career high in assists right now. And blocks. He's good. Rest of the team, not as good. I'd give up a lot more to put him on Louisville right now. Kidding me? Uh, 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. Um, Scooter says he's a four on Mike's number scale. Oh, yeah, I do the whole thing where you have, remember, I was like, you number guys one through six? No. I don't want it freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors anymore because I can't keep track of who's eligible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a one through six. I think he's a four. He's a four, but he can only be a five. I don't think, I don't think he can get it. I guess he could get a six if he got hurt. Yeah. But yeah, he's a four. He's a four. <laughs> uh, Texture says, I love sports radio. I also love the Mike Rutherford show. Well, thank you. Mike loves you. I do too. I do. Me not so much since I didn't get named, but Mike loves you. Same picture does say TK's optimism about Carolina sounds like his confidence that he had against Kentucky in football a couple of seasons ago. So put the house okay. on Carolina. <laughs> wow, Downer. Well, t- thanks, Texter Downer. What way to way to break way to way to pop that balloon there, buddy? You don't have a great track record with guarantees on the show. I'll say that. I, I feel like I've gotten a few right, haven't I? I don't think so. I think you've been confident sometimes. Did I guarantee won. Jeff would be the coach here? <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. Well, I guess that was more of a praying thing. Um, I mean, I know I missed the Kentucky game. I didn't. Not this. It wasn't this year's year before, by the way. It was. It, it shows how long we've been doing this already now. Um, but I can't remember the other. What other game have I guaranteed? I honestly can't remember another one. I don't remember. I just feel like whenever you're very confident, it, it goes. I've probably right. been confident, but see, and I was kind of confident about yesterday's game, despite picking us to lose. You confident that we cover though? Yeah, and, and that we, was right, and we did. Um, and I'm very confident, despite what the spread will be against North Carolina, we'll cover because we're going to win outright. I lack that. Con- I shared your confidence yesterday. I lack your confidence for Saturday. I, doubt me. I'm telling you, man. Come, I, I come. Am. To, to quote Jimmy Buffett, come Monday, it'll be all right. Come Monday, you'll be holding me tight. I don't. I, 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 wish, I wish I could hop on board here. I just I don't see that at all. Uh, Texas, Kenny Payne, Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> KPCS. Texas, Isn't it the school system? <laughs> That's Jay. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Texas, a coworker used a reply all on an email with dozens of people CC'd to write a long, angry email to chew out our administrative assistant because she wouldn't write a letter for his, to his son for him. He wanted her to write an email to his son telling him he was going to hell for cheating on a test. His son was homeschooled. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? He cheated on a homeschool test? He's going to hell? Why? First of all, why would you cheat on a homeschool test? <laughs> what kind of person is this? Who cheats on a homeschool test? By the way, is it telethon week here or not? They were all set up on, on Monday and Tuesday, and I feel like we haven't had the tele. We didn't get food. They're not here today. Maybe, maybe they made all the money they needed on Monday. I don't know what's going on here. I'm, they I, reached I, their goal. I need my free telethon grub. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Did you finish all your turkey? No. God, no. The no, thing I was just, huge. I know. We get. We tried to. Get I had to give the, the rest of it to my. I gave the rest of my neighbor. I let. The, I gave it to them. We tried to get the kids to eat it as much as possible. They were yeah. kind of into it for a while. You know, kids like they go. They get tired of stuff quick, and we gave some to the dog. Like when it would, I was like, just yeah. We, we tried to use yeah. it for everything, and we still. We, I don't think we made it halfway through. The thing was massive. I I think I did. I got I got about half to it. Uh, but then yeah, my my neighbor she lives uh, she's uh on her own now. Of course, grand grandkids come visit all the time and everything. Yada, but I I went and gave it to her. Like, oh, you know. that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, she's a great woman. 
Text says, uh, stadium name, Broom ha- Brooms House Bees. Broomhausen? I don't know what that means. Danhausen? I don't know what that means. Texas, did you hear about the Oregon tight end transfer who just got an eighth year of eligibility? No. no. <laughs> Eight years? <laughs> Eight's too much. That's where I draw the line. I mean, if you're in college that long, like you are starting to get towards statutory, statutory like levels with the students around you, right? Oregon tight end Cam McCormick has been granted an eighth year of eligibility if he wants it for 2023. My man has seen three different U.S. presidents during his time with the Ducks. He was in the same incoming class as Justin Herbert. I mean, you're 26, 27 years old and around like a bunch of 18-year-olds. Now, this other text says he was granted an eighth and a ninth year of eligibility. Do they even know he's there? Do you, At some point, do you want to play college football for almost a decade? I mean, if I'm not going pro, maybe I guess I'd want to hang on to what little glory I have. I mean, to a degree. But it's, it's too much. That's That's... There's a limit. I mean, I felt weird as a 25-year-old freshman at Western. Like, when they told me I had, like, all freshmen that had to live in the dorm, I'm like, what are you trying to do to me? Like, yeah. I'm 25. You're going to put me in a dorm with a bunch of 18-year-olds? Did you live in the dorm freshman year? No, 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 no. I was going to say, I didn't think that you actually did. No, I, like, they, try, they tried to tell me I had to. And I was like, no. I was like, I was like, well, one, I didn't want to for, A, I didn't want to be stuck in a dorm with a bunch of 25 or 18-year-olds. And second, I you know I had, I had a dog, so I, I didn't want to leave the dog at home. I, the dog was coming with me to Western, uh, R.I.P. Donovan. But uh, yeah, then they finally, after arguing with them for some reason, then they were like, "Well, the only the only, the only uh, rules that you can get around it is if you have a kid." And I'm like, "I don't have that." And like, mm. or if you're over 24, and I'm like, "There you bingo! go, nailed it." <laughs> so did you live in an apartment? Yeah, I had an apartment over Scott Scottsdale Road. Nice. I'm on just- Southern Lanes. I'm just now seeing Matt Jones tweeted out hard to hard not to see the leaking of the practice facility situation as a straight shot from Calipari at Barnhart. It's clear that the UK basketball UK athletic situation is a disaster. So much going on right now in UK basketball world, and not a lot of it is great. Is also, that just stirring the pot? I think so. I, I heard. I don't know what's going on with like their collective in UK J, JMI and whatever. I saw him tweeting about it the other day, but I heard KRC saying this morning, I was going to take Penny to the groomer, and TJ was saying that, like, I guess Justin Rowland and Matt got into it on a message board over this whole thing. Like, Justin's like, you're only worried about this because it's messing with your property or something. Like, I've got no idea. All I know is everybody at UK is fighting. We need to get Roush mixed up with somebody. (laughs) Take a shot at Beisner, Roush. Do something. Get in there. Get in there. Too nice. Who else? I mean, who else can you fight? John Clay. I was gonna go after John Clay. Roush. Vaught. Larry Vaught. Vaught's views. More like Vaught's pews. We gotta get the big X involved in this somehow. I'm I'm starting it. I heard that Nick Roush said Drew Franklin had smelly pee. Well, like asparagus. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Do Rash and Franklin work together? Uh, I think, yeah. It's better if they're different entities. Does Drew work with still KSR? I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know enough Kentucky people. Um, who else? Is it J- Michael Bennett? Is he still doing stuff? <laughs> Big X legend, Michael Bennett. I heard that Roush was saying that Michael Bennett has smelly pee. <laughs> He's just tweeting a lot about pee. Now, 
texting a lot about pee. I don't know why. I was automatically my mind thinks, why were you smelling one man's pee? Ask Roush. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. He was two stalls over. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just, just the UK thing. I thought you were going to say he sits when he pees. It, <laughs> I do love that Calipari is so pissy about the practice facility thing because that's what started the whole basketball school versus football school thing was he was mad that he wasn't getting the funds that he wanted for his, the new practice facility and he was saying on a uh, in an interview when he's in the Bahamas to, to Kyle Tucker, yep. look, we're a basketball school. And he's not, again, he wasn't wrong. It just was a kind of a dirty thing to say out loud, especially when the football program has been having so much success and you know you guys are not having as much success. It's one of those things you, you everyone knows, but you just don't say. Right. Or at least certain people don't say it. We can say it, you know. But. It's like you know, Bama right now is really, really. They may be the best basketball team in the country. Like Nate Oates has it rolling. Yeah. They just destroyed Arkansas in Fayetteville last night by fourteen. Like if if Nick Saban were to come out right now and be like, "We're a football school," everybody knows. Although it's like Saban has more cash. Cal Perry is not in the position of the most power that he's had Saban's since being like Six national titles. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but like even then, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's right," but like. Maybe just like NATO has it rolling. Like maybe let him go. Like the basketball program has never been this good. Hasn't been this good for a long time. Maybe now's not the time to be taking those t- sort of perceived long shots. Time. I mean, it's best time ever. Sort of. I mean, even when they had their prime during the nineties with like Sprewell and Orient Company. And, but you see what I'm saying, yeah, Trev? Yeah. Like, like it's just it was a weird time for him to put that out there, and it wasn't received particularly well. Even though I think most UK fans and media members would agree with them. Like it's it's. They're clearly a basketball school. If you're listing off the the all-time basketball schools, Kentucky's one of the first two or three that you're naming. Like, Duke's a basketball school. Kentucky's a basketball school. Carolina's a basketball school. It doesn't mean that they haven't had some – Kansas is a basketball school. We're a basketball school mm-hmm. still. It doesn't mean that you haven't had any success in football, but you are a basketball school. But for him to say it, especially when it comes to him essentially just posturing for more money and being pissed that football is getting invested in by the brass, it comes off as just just petty. And now for him to be leaking stuff when they're ten and six and playing like absolute garbage, like that, it comes off as even more petty. I love it. I, I hope he doesn't stop. Don't and the wrong. irony is he's going to go to Texas, who is a football school. Roush texted me last night that he heard, you know, Cal Perry. Pee smells bad. That's what he said. <laughs> he farts in his sleep. Smell, smelly pee. Just gross smelling pee. Uh, it's it's all happening. Texas says, uh, like hash browns. Ooh, Clemson just fired their offensive coordinator. Who was the new guy who sucked? The new guy. <laughs> That's all you have to know. His name is irrelevant because he's no longer there. Brandon Streeter. He gone. Peace out. I'm telling you, I, I called it on the show before anybody was saying this. I called it before last season started, August. They're done. They're not done in terms of winning 9, 10 games, playing for Orange Bowls, winning conference championships. They're not going to win another national title under Dabo. They'll make the expanded playoff. They're never playing in a national title guarantee. game again. They're done. It's, guarantee it. You can't do these types of things. They lost their assistance. Dabo lost his swag. He refuses to embrace transfers or NIL. He's becoming the nerdy stuff that he does is becoming more visible to these recruits. They're done. It's over. Now, we'll beat them eventually. Wish we could play him. I want to beat him. <clears throat> we're gonna beat him. We're ready for the, in 2024. We're ready. We're ready. It'll be time. <clears throat> a lot of people. When I was asking for questions earlier, a lot of people are talking about 
is eight, nine wins a realistic expectation for year one of Jeff Brom? We've, we've now transitioned to that point in the conversation where it's like, I love hearing about the players that we're getting. I love hearing Jeff talk. I love hearing about the recruiting class for the most part, sticking together. Now, what can we do in year one? Look at the schedule. People are starting to get really excited about this football season, and I don't blame them because I'm right there with them. Uh, I don't know if I say nine wins. I mean, nine wins seems. Let me watch. Let me watch at least the Georgia Tech game before I say that. the The other thing about predicting, but then again, I mean, I say I think I, I mean I wouldn't think seven or eight's really out of question. So what's one more game really? I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think if you're expecting nine wins, then you're potentially setting yourself up to be let down. Like I don't know how good. The offensive line, I think, still is a little bit of a question because you're losing so much. Mm. We don't know how good Jack Plummer is going to be. I think you you hope that he's going to be great, but you're not sure. Got some Purdue friends that have sent condolences. That I don't know. They all Jack say Plummer. They're like, he they was horrible say, here. Got beat out by a walk-on. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it, but you know, we'll, we'll see. The other thing is, and we run into this every single year when it comes to, we all think that we know who's going to be good in the ACC. The reality is, outside of those top two or three teams, it's a – absolute crapshoot every year like we thought you and I both picked us to lose to BC before the season which wound up being right but we thought BC was going to be way better than they actually wound up top being. two or three I mean top one really who's the third team usually this consistent usually the, the, you'll pick a team like like some team will like Pitt will get a lot of preseason hype and they'll end up being pretty yeah, good they'll get some hype it, this year too. in most years it's been like Clemson and then like some other team yeah that rotates this year it's going to be Clemson and Florida State like NC State's been up there kind of a lot yeah. the last couple of years because Leary last company. year they were up way up there yeah and the reality is like once you get into the season you're just you're just not sure no. like you know we look at our ACC we're like it's a blessing that we're missing Clemson and Florida State and it probably will be but you know, maybe BC is way better without Phil Djokovic. Maybe Pitt is way better with Phil Djokovic. You just, you have no idea how those middle of the conference teams are going to wind up being. So it's it's tough for me to sit here and be like, yeah, schedule says we should win eight. Schedule says we should win nine. Schedule says we should win seven. Clemson's going to still be the top dog. I mean, we, I mean they're, 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 they're done. They, oh. they, they have a new quarterback coming. I mean, they'll have a depth to go with a new quarterback, whoever the guy was that they used in replacements for DJ last year. I can't remember his name to save my life. He but, was not good. Yeah, exactly, which is why I don't remember his name. Straub. And, I mean, they lose a ton on defense. I mean, they're, they're, I can think, I mean, at least think three or four guys on the defensive line are going to be losing. So, I mean, it's, they're, they're, I mean, I know that, so they don't, re, you know, they, re, they reload, they don't rebuild. I don't know. I mean, Clemson could take a step back. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be like losing records step back. They're obviously going to have a new OC. I feel kind of bad. Streeter. I can see them being an eight win. I can see them maybe going only nine wins. Eight nine wins. So I'd forgotten. That's a down year. Yeah, it is a down year. I mean, they. I forgot how bad they were on offense two seasons ago. So they finished that year at seventy first in in total offense. Streeter comes in. This was the only season as OC. He got promoted last year. Mm. He improved them from seventy first to thirty ninth. Not terrible. Get him out of here. They better have somebody. I'm assuming they have somebody lined up because this seems like they already had a, a meeting called to announce a new coach, a four or five meeting to discuss a football assistant coach contract. So he's gone. I'm assuming Dabo's got somebody lined up. but I would, I would thank you. UK's falling apart. Clemson's falling apart. It's all happening. I mean, he's an, he's, he's, he went to Clemson. He played at Clemson. He's been there since 2015. Wow. Way to show family spirit there, Dabo. More like Brandon hit the streeter. <laughs> nice. Texas says, everybody at UK is fighting, and I bleeping love it. I think we need to put a new board in place over there. Do we have that power? <laughs> I was on the Kentucky board. 
Does anybody know? We don't know. They don't know. You're not supposed to know. That was our problem all those years. <laughs> oh, what if, what if Bobby Pacino goes to Clemson? Texture says Bobby Pacino, Clemson OC. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts talking Would about Would he be the first man to be a OC at three Division One teams within a month? Imagine Dabo trying to portray Petrino as a man of God. <laughs> he's He's cleaned up his life. Much like the Passion of the Christ, too. He has been resurrected. He played golf. He, he caddied for his daughter. You have to do so much caddying down there. So much caddying. Caddying for pastors everywhere, which apparently is how they get recruits. I don't know. I, the only problem with that is that if I'm Dabo, I'd be nervous because I could see, like, this is maybe a movie plot, but I could see, like, when they go down the hill, Petrino, like, tripping him so he could get the head coaching job. <laughs> like, purposely trying to injure Dabo so he has to step away. And I'm back. Petrino steps back into the head coaching job as a result. <laughs> Texas says, I handle advertising, the advertising for my company, and I'll never forget when Big X legend Michael Bennett called and tried to get me to advertise on his show Just the Tip. I flat out told him I couldn't associate our company with that. They, they changed it, though. It, it became Just the Cats. <laughs> what comes to work with? No one here at the, at the Trojan company, Condom Company will, will never have a, have a connection with that show name. <laughs> oh, they had a great run. We here, we here at the, the Trojan. We're all about. We're all in. <laughs> great run at the station. Well, poor days, right? Texas, the UK <laughs> media is going to turn into a scene from Anchor Man. Who whips out a trident? <laughs> I heard. From Nick Roush, that <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. Mark Story <laughs> has a trident. Does Matt May still do? Uh, and also, is Matt May still involved in sports. Got smelly pee. It's pee smells. It smells terrible. Who's Matt May? <laughs> he used to do. He used to work for Cat Paws. Oh, I don't think he. Well, yeah, he hasn't worked for Cat Paws in a long Justin time. Justin Rowland, Rowland, and Jones going at it. Texas, how is the potential football win total higher than basketball? Well, I think. I mean. It is. We, I laughed at the question when it came out after we lost to Bellarmine, after we lost the exhibition game, people saying, you know, what's going to be higher, the football win total or the basketball win total? I'm like, come on, guys. Crappy joke. Low-hanging fruit. Let's, let's move on. It was a, a very valid question. And I think the – I mean, football is a heavy, heavy favorite. This team's not winning nine games. This basketball team's not getting – I don't think they're getting to eight. It would take a minor miracle at this point for them to get to eight wins. Um, I'll tell you right now, they're gonna. You have to win six more. We're at two, right? We're at, we are at two. We so would three. How about take four, five, uh, six. They're not going six and four and and six and eight to end the season. We're gonna win six games. We're not winning six games, Trevor. So we're gonna four more games. Oh, you mean for the for the the rest the entire season? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're gonna win, we're gonna end up with six games. Maybe. How did you pass? Like a week ago, we were talking about this. I said I thought we'd win three. You said you thought we'd win two, and now you're saying you think we're gonna win four. I'm feeling confident in the progression of this okay. team. Okay, all right. All you right. you want me to tell you those wins? Sure. You want to tell? You? Okay. Well, one's North Carolina on Saturday. Oh my god. Then we're gonna win our first road game at Boston College. I think we're gonna win that one too. Then we're gonna beat Florida State. I'm not as confident about that. Then we're going to beat Clemson on the 18th. I'm with you there. And then the question mark one is the Virginia Tech game on the 30th or the 28th, February 30th. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at the game number. So the, I identified. I'm I'm right there with so that, that. If we if we beat Virginia we beat Tech, BC. that puts us at seven. I think we beat BC in two weeks. I think we beat Clemson on the 18th, and I think we get the the first Georgia Tech game on February 1st when they play us at home. That's a possible one. Yeah, I'm going with. 
three wins. And don't forget Saturday's game. We're not winning Saturday. Oh, we're going to be 5-26 and 26 going to the ACC tournament. I'm going to walk up in here with such a stride. I hope you're right. I mean, I, I would love nothing more than to be Either very, I'm going to walk wrong. in here with a stride or I'm going to walk in here with like a turtle in his head and his shell. <laughs> Texas says also, what the hell, how did Duke win nine games? It was a they're massive overachiever. I'm t- that happens every year, though. You think you got this conference figured out? Everybody was like, remember going to the season, it was like Syracuse, only team that's maybe as bad as Duke in this conference, and you know, Syracuse f- faded late, but both those teams wound up being a lot better than we thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, decent. That's what happens here. Texas Sci going 4-10 and 10 seems way overly optimistic. Sad. It it does, but Trevor's an optimistic guy. He thinks this team can get to six total wins. Yeah, calling it right now. Even if that happens, though, we're still the football team still had more. Oh, no, the football team's still going to win more. It's over. That that bet's over. I sure hope so. The football team's was less than six. Then we're gonna, it's going to be a – oh, man. Well, we were talking about comparing it to this year's football team. Oh, well. Because well, they got to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, take a break. When we come back, hour number three is on the way next. We'll revisit some of our thoughts from last night's Clemson game. Take your thoughts as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number three on the way after this. And, uh, and, ch- and songs with the word change in it. Just because nothing's changing with the team? No, because things, the change is coming. We're beating North Carolina on Saturday. Okay. I was going to do all Jeff Beck, but I just couldn't. Things I can see you getting. I don't think you can handle six songs of Jeff Beck. No, I could. I like what you played. Okay. I, I've I was, got some other. I've got, I've got a couple Yardbird songs stored away, and like, which is actually cool. The two Yardbird songs I have are with him and Jimmy Page both playing dual guitars. I like that. They, uh, I forgot. I thought they were separate in Yardbirds, but apparently they were together in Yardbirds for a brief time. Okay. And then Clapton, yeah, Clapton was there, and then he Peck Beck replaced Clapton. Is what I Five o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show. Hope your Thursday is is rock and rolling. Friday Eve, happy one to you. We've got uh, a lot of thoughts here to get to. We'll revisit some thoughts from the Clemson game last night. We'll hear some thoughts from you guys on the Thornton's text line. We can crap on Clemson and the UK media fighting as well. We need more. To this UK media in, in Calipari and Barnhart and Stoops all hating each other's story because look, this is what this is what UK people lived off of when it was happening to us for years. And if we can't have actual success on the court or on the football field sometimes, 
which is changing soon. At the very least, we can sit back and enjoy some good old-fashioned Lexington and fighting. And it seems like it's happening right now, and I'm all for it. We need – I mean, Roush, TJ, get in there. Mix it up. Mix it up. Doesn't TJ hate Drew Franklin? Hates him. Hates him. Uh, Hates him. Can't stand him. Says his pee smells. <laughs> you ever met Drew? Yeah. I've never met him. Many times. Um, I'm just a nice guy. He's I'm no just way. making stuff up because I want to me, though. I want to get in fights. I, w- I want them to get in fights. But I'm enjoying the fighting. All I know is Roush said that Drew is nothing but a hanger on to Matt. And he's, Ooh, he's a sidekick. He takes me that. And, and, and that and that apparently the, the there's there's been a rift between him and Ryan Lemon to who see which one gets to carry Matt's bags and laugh at his jokes the most. And both of them have smelly pee. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible pee. Uh, if I were to four one four, no matter what it is, you just want to attach smelly pee to it. That's Roush. Roush is saying this. <laughs> this is what he's doing. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. If you want to get in this hour, quick thought uh, on last night's Clemson game, and this is we talked about the ins and the outs, and certainly there were positives to be taken away. They did. They fought again, and I, I, I hate saying this with like a annoyed tone, but it's just it, we've just said it so much. They did fight. It's not nothing. They came back after you know hot start. Very cool middle. They finished well. Mike James played well. LLS, I did not think, played a very good game, but he, he always plays hard. Cindy Curry did some good things. My The prevailing thought that I had in this game, and this is, it, it made me sad last night kind of realizing this, my entire life following Louisville basketball, whether we're talking the Crum era, the Patino era certainly, even the Paget season and the Chris Mack era, if we were down 12 in a game like this in the second half, you know, a Clemson team that is okay. Like they're they're a good team, not a great team. We're down twelve. I, I just keep. I never ever lost hope before. Like I always thought a run's coming. And you, if you were ever at the KFC Yum Center under any of those Patino teams, even when you were playing a great like Duke or UNC team, and you were down by twelve and you hadn't been hitting shots, like all it took was you know Wayne Blackshirt hit one three and then to get one stop, and everybody was like, "Here we come!" Like you always had faith. You always had hope. That a big run was coming, well, and that Louisville was going to pull something off. The 05 West Virginia game should, should uh, install that in you right away. Well, 05 West Virginia, Miracle on Main. Like, yeah. we had a lot. I mean, the Marquette game where Garcia hit the big shot, we were down yeah. big late. Like, you all, and even under Crumb, like, we would go on runs where you never felt like you were totally out of a game, even when you were down double digits to a good team in the second half. Last night, when we're battling back and we're playing well, and, you know, we get the lead down to nine, we get it down to eight, we get it down to six. There was never a moment where I thought we were going to win this game. I, I, I was encouraged by the play. I was cheering the, the guys on. I was happy about the play. But when we got down, basically after Clemson made their first big run to negate our hot start, you just the entire game you just thought, I'm looking for individual stuff, but they're not going to win the game. Like you, I, I just, there was never a part of me that ever thought they were going to win the game, and it's such a foreign feeling. I don't know if I'm that negative. It's not negative. It's just the way that I feel. Like they, they're two I mean, and fifteen. I, I know. I mean, I just, I just like the NC State game. Yes, I, I didn't. You know, whether they come back, I just didn't. Whether they make a comeback or not, and however they lost by ten or whatever it was thirteen, whatever they lost by, in the end, eight, twelve, whatever. Twelve. Uh, was it twelve? Okay. Um, I, I just I had you know I didn't think they were gonna come back and win that game. Let alone probably get within twelve. Uh, Kentucky probably the same. Syracuse, not as much. Wait, I don't. Last night, I, I, I didn't. I didn't have. I wasn't like confident they were going to win the game, but 
as they made the comeback, I did have some, even I guess even in the Wake Forest comeback, like I started thinking, you know, we can maybe pull this out. We can maybe do this. We can, we can, we're fighting back. We're getting, you know, there's enough time left in the game. We're getting close enough with enough time. We can get this, we can make this happen. And we just, again, we just found a way to shoot ourselves in the foot. And How many times do you need a stripper to tell you that you're the hottest guy in the room before you stop believing it? Like this, we, we've seen this. You don't think you're the hottest guy in the room? What, what do you mean? They don't really like you. They're, you, they're leading you on for cash. You no, 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 she's not. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good. I mean, we, we now we, we can't like see each other outside of wor- her work because, you know, it's her, her boss is always looking at her, which means why I have to always, you know, pay the lap dance <laughs> money. But, but like, we've been on dates there and everything. Did that ever happen to you? Like, when you get like the whole, like, my first stripper experience, yes, I fell for the it. The very first time we now, ever I, went I, there. Keep in mind, I'm 18 years old going Sorry. to Trixie's, okay? So, I mean, or no, it was uh, deja vu. Um, yeah, the, the first one, but that was the first and last, the, by the way, when I was the first time I ever went was, I was, uh, I think I was 16. It was the, like the older kids on the baseball How are you team. 16 getting newest. I, I've looked like this since I was like 12. Well, like, so did I best. I had to wait till I was 18. They, they, I mean, we, the older kids, the seniors on the baseball team took like we were spring break. We had nothing else to do. They, it was the first time I ever went and they, they fully bought out the, like, Usually it's such losers in here. Like, thank God you guys are here. You like it seemed really cool, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is incredible. This is great. And then, like the next time, I was like, okay, I'm I, I'm a hip, veteran seventeen year old at this point. I know <laughs> what the deal is. I know what's going on. But my point is, like, I've stopped. We've seen this song and dance. We saw it in the Lipscomb game where they came back. We saw it in the Wake Forest game where they came back. Syracuse was a little bit different because they came from ahead yeah. to, to lose that game, and they were kind of going back and forth. But we just we keep seeing them make these runs. And for me, I mean, you don't feel this, I guess. It just in you know that they're going to get to that moment where they're down eight, they're down six, and they're almost on the verge of seizing total momentum, and they're going to do something to shoot themselves in the foot because we just keep seeing it play out time and time and time again. And it's just the it's the total opposite of how I felt watching Louisville basketball games my entire life, hoping, knowing that there's a possibility of them making a run, feeling like we're the better team. It's just a matter of us getting some shots to fall and rattling them and establishing ourselves. Like, we're Louisville. You're Clemson. This is going to be a, a, a W for us. You're going to fall apart. You're the one who's going to wilt. And this year, I'm just, every game I watch, I'm just like, I'm glad they're playing well. That was good. Mike James is really coming along. Good defensive trip there. But I, I, I never have this feeling that we're going to get all the way over the hump. And it just it doesn't happen. You just need to see it? Well, yeah. Well, pay attention on Saturday. I love, if this happens... I'm going to give you all the credit in the world. <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> I don't I, – I don't – I think they're going to win three games. I don't think they're going to win Saturday. I think Saturdays could get a little bit tough for us, even without Baycott and potentially Nance. It, it just – I don't like the matchup, but we'll see. It's I, Jim Nance's kid, right? Yes. <laughs> He's very good at basketball. Didn't get the golfing genes. Yeah, hello. Spells his last name differently, <laughs> but – He's he's very good. There's questions whether you know it's actually his kid or not, but you know. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to Chapel Hill. He just happened to be conceived during the Masters. By the way, this is Jim Nance's. He's not doing the Final Four anymore. This is his last one, right? Yeah. Last time he's going to give his tie away to some 19 year old. Weirdest tradition in sports. Uh, the other thing to talk about from last night, if you <laughs> are, kids that kept the tie. 
Peyton Siva still has it. Does he? He, he said he's wow, tweeted. Okay. He got asked about it on Twitter. I think it may have been me. It was like I was like, does Siva still have the tie? <laughs> he's, he still has. It. He sent a picture of it. Out I'd love on, to know how many people actually still have. It. I mean, just left it in the locker room. That I would love to know how many kids were like, "What the hell is this?" Like, I, you know, Nance has to explain it every time he does it. Either that, or it's just some old guy who, like, these guys probably don't even know, giving his tie away to a kid after a game, and being like, "Here, son." <laughs> Does the players know who Jim Nance is? I, they probably. I think they meet with announcers before the game. A lot of teams do that where they'll go talk to them. Yeah, and they get, they get, yeah, at least the announcers act like they do. You ever seen a broadcast where the announcers don't talk about how they met with the kids or met with the coach before the game? It's talking to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy Davenport. I always wonder, does that really happen? They do. Usually, or is they just making this up as they go along? Typically, an announcers will, my understanding is they, you know, they, they come out in like street clothes. They go to the, they get to the gym really early. They they're there for shoot around. Okay. They talk to the coaches during walk around. They talk to specific players during walk around, and then they go change their fancy clothes and come back and do the game later. I need to ask Nick that Nick Kern. That's really true. Yeah, Nick would know. Yeah, Nick talks to everybody. I, talks to I always want because every every broadcast you hear him talking about, I'm like, no way they actually all do this, right? Is this, are they making this up at some point? Some of them just show up like it's you like it's seven oh seven oh one tip off. They're there right at seven. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Let's make it happen. Uh, but l- last night, if you are looking for, I think, positives to take away from the game, one, the start was really good. The start, and a couple, <laughs> in our refusal to be positive about anything, I did like that. Like, I was talking last night about the hot star, and like, this was because you and I both agreed maybe the best six minutes this team has played all season long were the first six minutes last night. The and, first six minutes of the game, yeah. yeah. And like all these people were, were just saying, it just goes to show how lightly our opponents are taking us that we're coming up. Like, well, <laughs> we just have something. They played hard. Even if Clemson was taking us lightly, we looked locked in. There was attention to detail. They took care of the ball. They made shots. They defended hard. They blocked down the glass. They were physical inside. Like it was, when I was watching that, I was like, you know what? They might be able to win this game. And they, if, if they are, if they can sustain this for 40 minutes, they might be able to win five or six games. Like, this looks like a team that could compete with most of the ACC. And then what happens whenever you have those types of thoughts happened again last night. We turned the ball over five straight possessions. We put a weird lineup out on the floor for, like, eight straight minutes, which I still don't understand. And Clemson goes on a massive run, takes command of the game, and never really gives it up. It was – that was disappointing – but the stars show like every now and then they show that they're capable of doing this, and I don't get why we don't see it more sustained. It, it drives me crazy. I don't understand it. I think Mike James continues to come around. He's the one guy that you circle and say we can build around this guy moving forward if we can get some better talent around him. I think Kamari Lands is is still he looks a little bit lost at times, but he's he's at least trying more things offensively. Um, he didn't do a whole lot last. I was making huge strides from this from this time back in December. I mean, when I, when I think so. I mean, last night he kind of disappeared a little bit. Sidney Curry, I thought played. He mixed it up inside a little bit. He didn't play great defensively. He still is 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 he what he is. Bad matchups with Hall and, and it's and not a good game. For yeah, because those guys are. I mean, they're they're sm- they're veteran players. that are smart. They know how to. I mean, and they got a couple inches on him. Yeah, and, and there was a couple ones where like they he just. I think I think it was Hall that. Just had him on a string on on the on, got the and one yeah. on him. I mean, he kind of hooked him a little bit, but then, then nobody calls the hook anymore anyway. I think everybody was hoping that Jalen hitting a couple of, of big shots last. I mean, three or three from three. You're hoping that that would maybe get him going. The problem is when Jalen, y- you wanted to play with more confidence, but at the same time, it's like when he hits a shot, he thinks he can start doing other things that he just cannot do. I.e., 
putting his head down, driving recklessly to the lane, and then just losing control and throwing it out of bounds or charging, which kept happening last night. That's the problem with him and both him and Brandon just do have not do not I cannot put the ball on the floor. They can't. I mean, they can't, they both are not bad spot shooters. They're both not bad if you get them on the post and, and, and make you let them do a post move, especially Brandon in this case. But neither one can put the ball on the floor. I mean, Brandon puts the ball on the floor. It's just a, it's a turnover waiting to happen. Well, they're just kind of getting the same way, too. Yeah, he's and not it, much better. It's like when they hit shots, when they, when they do things that come out of the, the flow of the offense, whether it's Huntley Hatfield hitting a little jump hook or, or Jalen hitting an open three from the corner, it's like they just automatically think that they can do other things because they did yeah. that one thing. It reminded me of the old... Um, uh, Mitch Hedberg deal. Where he's like, you got to do. You have to, everybody thinks you have to do multiple things now, and it's like, you know, hey, you're a great comedian. Can you write? It's like you wouldn't go to to a, a chef at a five star restaurant and be like, I love your cooking. You're a great chef. Can you farm? Like it's the same <laughs> thing here. Like with with Jaylen, just because you're knocking down a shot doesn't mean you can magically start dribbling better than you can. I like that he's trying to play with more confidence, but there's a difference between playing with confidence and just not playing within your limits. And I think you saw that at the worst times last night, kind of rear its head. I think you also saw, especially in crunch time, L. Ellis, who I, 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 don't, I never want to say anything bad about him because he's being asked to do so much, and he's certainly trying as, as hard as he can. But in crunch time, he has this excessive need to, like, to be the guy. He, he certainly sees it as his team, and that's justified. But this being your team doesn't mean that you have to be the one making the big shot in crunch time. And I think sometimes he fails to understand that. We get within six— and he'll just drive recklessly in the lane and go up against two guys, you know, get a shot blocked or throw up a reckless layup that doesn't hit the rim. Or just and, get it stripped from them. Or just get it stripped. Like, like that's We've seen that now in a couple of these close yeah. games, and that needs to get fixed. If Mike James is hot, feed Mike James. If you know, you've know you got Jalen open for a wide-open three, who statistically is our best three-point shooter, get the ball in his hands. Like Make the smart play. You don't have to make the hero play. That, that that was a problem I had with Ellis early in the season, especially that I felt like he was just trying to do way too, and he still is too. I think he's backed up a little bit, but and, and maybe he's grown more confidence in some of his teammates in, in, in terms of helping out. But like the early, you know, in the November and December, like that was just it was aggravating me to see him try to do more than he really needed to do. And it's t- it's I'm sure it's really hard for him when the the staff is asking him to do so much to figure out, you know, where is that which I'm playing within your limits. Where is that limit? Like, I'm the only real ball handler on this team. That's that's. I'm the only real guy who can consistently get around a guard off the bounce. I'm at my best. I'm the best scorer on this team. How do I find a way to balance that with not doing trying to do too much? And last night, I mean, he was four of sixteen from the field. It just was not his night. Is he the best scorer on the team? You think? Yes. I just don't know if he is. I think he is. Who's better? I mean, I think James can be just as good a scorer as he is. I, James, I think, is a little – he's got better size. I think in the right situation, but he needs somebody to help him get I mean, James, into that situation. I mean, in terms of outside shooting, I don't. I mean, they're, they're at par. I think James can do a little bit more in, in the lane than, than – and then a lot of things do with his size. But, you know, hey, size matters. It does. Now, I'm not going to argue the ball handling and, 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 and speed and be able to get past people because James is not – that's not James's game. He's not great at – I mean, he's, he's gotten better at putting the ball on the court, but – He's not getting around anybody. Nobody on this team besides L is a solid ball handler. No, no, they're, they're that, that's a given. No, no, there's not even yeah, it's which not is even why close. you've got to get some freaking guards during. I the mean, there, and the problem is, is, this is an offense that it's that's based on getting penetration and allowing the defense to collapse exactly, and then getting ball movement. And you have only literally one guy who can get penetration. 
And I know respect to Ellis. I mean, he's the best one on the team, but he's still not. I mean, he's still an average at best, kind of. I mean, he doing it. I think could be a really good role player on a really good college team. I think he has that yeah. ability. But when he's asked to be scoring option A, B, and C, it's it, it looks like what it's looked like this year. And right now, I think he's just A, and I think James is B right now. I think that's becoming, and that's helped. I think that's helping. But for the him. bulk of the season, it was it was like it was it's him and everybody else. It was because now they're, it's becoming him and James. You had guys catching up, and hopefully with Curry, hopefully can again. Lands is starting, and, and Trainer's just going to be a product offensively of just uh, being in the right place, right time for hustling. But just keep getting offensive boards. JJ. Yeah, he plays he plays hard as hell. I can't I can't fault JJ for anything. Trainer and Withers very similar. Their offense is going to come just kind of in the flow of the game. Nothing really. You can't. It's hard to really run any plays for them, but. I would love to still. See, I mean, I know I'm harping on Hundley Hatfield in terms of seeing more out of him. I just, it's just the missing key right now to this team right now, and not not to being a tournament team, but to being a team that can be more of a threat each and every night down the stretch. Yeah, tournament team is is no, that's gone. We don't need to use those. No, guys. no, no. That dream is sailed away. That dream is at the bottom. Of the Atlantic was Rose. We go up two spots. Okay, in the that net. ain't going nowhere. We go up two spots in the net, and Trevor starts breaking up tournament team three forty four. Hey, it's a slow process up to the top 50. We went from 346 to 344 last night. You're not going to get there overnight. We're making the moves. But if you if you can get him to be as cons- in the same kind of consistent level that James has been the last three, four, last two weeks, then there's no reason why you can't go into each and every game thinking this team can compete. Did you watch any, uh, speaking of, of being able to compete, did you watch any of Duke Pitt last night? No, I did it's not. before us. The ACC is not good. I, just, I had it I'm on valleys say. before us, so it was Syracuse and somebody, I think. Speaking or... of, the ACC is not good. Yeah. Like It makes this harder because this is a time where if, if things had just continued on a normal path for Louisville basketball, this should be – this was our, our door open. Like We talked about coming over at a time where, I mean, in 20 – our first season in the league was 2014-15. We had just gone – we've been a four-seed or better in five of the last six tournaments. We've been a number one – the number one overall seed. Twice in the last six years. We had gone Final Four, National Title, Sweet 16, Elite Eight in those four seasons before. So we're thinking, yeah, Duke and UNC, Virginia, they're top dogs right now in the conference. We're right there with them. And if they slip up, we're taking over. Like We, we become the kings of the ACC, kind of like we did at the tail end of our, our tenure in the Big East, right? <laughs> we had the same thoughts about football, didn't we? Not as much. But to a lesser degree. I think we thought we'd be right there below Clemson, Florida State. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think we thought that there was a chance that we would take over. Well, we were wrong on every aspect. We were. <laughs> and now you look like the slip-up is happening. Duke, God, Coach K is just chomping at the bit to come back and t- take over this team. Shire's not off to a great start. Hubert Davis did not get off to a great start last year. They slipped in the tournament. They made a great run. They're kind of not that good this year. The rest of the league is is off. I mean, the league last year, I know we got hot in the, in the NCAA tournament, was not good. We only got five bids for a reason. And it looks like the ACC is probably going to be in a similar boat. It may be even worse this year. And for us, not only not to be in a position to take advantage of this, but for us to be the only team in the conference that's not remotely competitive. I was reading that Jeff Borzello talking about the ACC. He's like, every team in the league, well, besides Louisville, can pretty much beat any other team on a given night. Like, that's who we've become here. And it, it makes this impossible to stomach season that much more difficult to digest just knowing the league's not even good and we're sitting here at 0 and 6 for the first time since you guessed it 40 41 it's just watching these games i'm watching duke and pitt and i'm like there's not that much there these aren't this is a great duke team pitt's still whatever 
and I'm watching Syracuse play. They're still whatever. I think Miami's good. That's a, I mean, Miami and Virginia are the two teams that I think are, are good. I think Carolina will come around. I don't think Duke's going to come around. It just it makes me hurt so much that we're this far on the outside looking in at this point in the year when it's, it's so fun to get into college basketball, to see how Louisville stacks up against the rest of the conference and the rest of the country. And now I'm watching, you know, Bama, Arkansas, and TCU in Texas after our game last night, and I'm like, this looks like a different sport. I don't know why I just started thinking about the, the scene in Almost Famous when she's the, the groupie's talking about music. She's like, they don't know what it's like to love a team this much. They don't. And they just, don't. And just, to have, just to be hurt by this team by so much. I know the senior. You know what scene I'm talking about. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's in the Orange Bowl and they're talking down in the in the, in the concession area. That's us right now. Yeah, it's like, I, just, like, I don't know why. But when, when you gave that little speech, just my mind went to her. Like saying that, hearing you say it, and then it went away. Like I saw all these UConn fans <laughs> complaining last night. They lose to Marquette, who's good. They lose to them by six. They now they started fourteen and zero. They've lost three of their last four, and they're like pissed at Dan Hurley, pissed at the, the, the team. What's wrong with um, who's the, the the Armand Canogo, whatever his name is? Um, I'm butchering that name. Sonogo. What's wrong with him? And I'm like, I want to shake them and my past self and be like, you don't know. What pain is? You don't know. Kenny pain. You don't know what being 344th in the net on January 12th feels like. You don't talk to me about hurt right now. We have a 118 winning percentage. We've lost 34 of our last 39 games. It's almost impossible to believe. Now I do I do enjoy how you 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 talk about how the ACC is where it is and this and that, and yet you still don't find it possible that we beat North Carolina on Saturday. I don't. I mean, you kind of like defended me a little bit by saying, you know, these teams were down, this and that. North Carolina's not what they are, yada, yada. And we are 2 and 15. Well, about to be 3 and 15. North Carolina was preseason number one. They're definitely down. They're, I think they're unranked right now. They definitely have not been Probably as good. Probably now they're 11 they're, and 6 overall. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and now they're, they're dinged up, but they're also they're, they're desperate. And the talent is still there. I think they'll get hot. I don't think they're going to. I don't think that they'll make a deep run in the NCAA tournament again this year. Which no. I thought going into the season, I thought they would. They've just. They don't. They seem kind of bored. I don't know what's going on there, but I d- also don't think that we can run with them on Saturday. I want to be wrong. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Stop looking at. Don't look at me like. Stop that. staring at me, Swan. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Thanks for loading us up there on the text line. And by the way, download that refreshing rewards app when you can. Get that free breakfast sandwich. Get that free drink. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment on the way. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Thursday edition here on the Big X. That's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. Looking, by the way, how young Paige looks in this video. Sure. This like is what, what? 60, 
65, I'm guessing. 68. 68. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those old 60s videos where the, they look like they're doing it like the Merv Griffin show. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. every music video in the 60s looks the same. Same, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he should look up this video. He's wearing these. Yeah, that's Paige playing right there. Paige is on the lead. But back is with them on the uh, rhythm. I like it. I can get you into some rock. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I enjoy that. <laughs> so I'm distracted by people. Their email today is not actually about, uh, although there was an earlier one about uh, William and Kate. But today, Julia Roberts learns that she actually isn't a Roberts after DNA test. My mind is blowing. Like, well, how does that work? What does that, what does that do with Eric? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's eat Eric Roberts. No one gives a bleep about <laughs> Eric Roberts. I don't, you, I don't know if you get that reference. I do. Right. Okay, very few people do, and it's one of my favorite reference South Park episodes ever. It's early on, yeah. yeah it's it's right. one of the earlier ones. <laughs> Who wants some Eric Roberts in a, a doggy bag? <laughs> some Eric Roberts in a doggy bag. Um, by the way, TJ Walker texted in the show. I said I want more fighting amongst the UK you did. people. You did. I didn't want more fighting amongst the Big X people, but TJ texted in to let us know. He said, Trevor. Oh, what'd I do? I made Scoots look silly at Topgolf. I guess they went to Top Golf today. Well, wait a minute. where was our invite? I don't know. I don't know. But I know TJ prides himself on being a good golfer. He does. We had the famous conversation about Scoots. I don't even remember what it was, claiming he could like par all the par threes at Augusta or something ridiculous. <laughs> where was I on that day? I don't remember what it was. It was whatever he said. I remember like driving around listening to it in the car and being like, "No, I was like, I don't even know this, but I have no idea. There's no way this could happen." And then whatever it was, whatever the the, the saying was was clearly dispelled uh, from his golf, but apparently TJ taking down Scoots at Topgolf. Bravo to TJ, brave enough to go back to Topgolf. His last venue there, he, uh, he tore his ACL or something. At Topgolf? Yes. Oh, that's not good. Like he planted his, I think he was on his bachelor party. That would be that would be a bad moment. And he like went to plant his foot, and it just like, it, something something gave. Like I just had, it was probably the a coincidence of where he was. Like he could have been bowling, and it might have, the same thing might have happened. It was just bound to happen, but. It, uh, yeah, it was at, like top. I think that was his first, last top cop experience until I guess this recent one. My friends got into a bar fight at my bachelor party. I thought that was bad. Tearing your own ACL. <laughs> my buddy Rodney did. We went to New Orleans for his. He was like l- jumping up and down when we were on Bourbon Street, and he did like sprain his ankle like five seconds into being on Bourbon. I Street. I think actually, and TJ, if you're listening, will correct me. I, I shouldn't have said towards ACL. I think it was almost. I I might be. I think I was staying corrected. It was breaking his foot. Oh, either way, it, it sounds bad. harder to do. Like. A tear in the ACL seems more likable, like, easy, more like to happen than breaking your foot in top golf to me. It does. All right, uh, this is the last segment of the show. We'll take some, as many texts as we can here at 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texture says, what is the current record of the two teams that we beat and their rankings? Well, Western is not terrible. <clears throat> I mentioned this earlier, but they beat a good UAB team. I mean, UAB had hopes of, of going to the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid. They got Jelly Walker, who's fantastic, and they probably went down in smoke. Those hopes did last night. They're for the record, they're ten and six. Ten and six. Yeah. Two and three in conference, but ten and six overall. They did after they lost to us. They were like they couldn't come to grips with what was going on, and they wound up losing five straight. Well, Sansbury also missed like two games. I think didn't he? He did. He he had a, a health issue that he yeah. was away from the team, um, and then came back. They. They don't have a great win, but they're not terrible. They're they're ten. They need to win the CUSA tournament to get into the, the NCAA. Probably now. Florida is awful. Two and twelve. Zero oh and three in conference. Oh, also zero oh and twelve against D one opponents. They haven't beaten anybody from D one. Their only wins are against 
Albany State of Georgia. Not a D1 program. Which, by the way, they took the overtime to get. And they beat poor Edward Waters. Just one guy. Yeah, who I still think is the cousin of John Waters. Yeah, they are very, very bad. They are 357 on Ken Palm. <laughs> they are 360 in the net rankings. By any metric possible, they're one of the worst teams in all of college basketball. So, uh, yeah. They beat Edward Waters in Al Lawson Center. Does our <laughs> win get Rick Stansberry fired after the season? Because – I don't know how you can come back from this. We not only, we beat them by 11. We hung 94 on them. I mean, I wonder if we're, I mean, that's the most points they've given up this year, I wonder. It's the most points we've scored by a wide margin. No, but I like to say that we've consistently, we've been over 70 points back-to-back games for the first time all season. Well, not we hit 70 last night. We didn't go over. Well, 70 or more, it's the same. The Our highest point. And we were almost at 70 in the Syracuse game. We had 69, giggity. What an awful statement. We have not <laughs> scored more than 72 in a game. Besides the ninety four that we put on Western Kentucky, do you know the other team? The only other team to score that we scored seventy or more against was Wright State. That's correct. Yeah. We lost. That also is correct. <laughs> just, just letting you know, <laughs> we are undefeated this year when scoring ninety or more points, though. Seventy three or more. Seventy three or more, even better. Because if we scored seventy three in the Wright State game, we would have tied at least. Texas is pretty damn sad <laughs> that the last time our team was this bad, half the team helped storm Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get your buddy on whose grandpa was the coach of that team and John just Stacey. pick his brain. Remember his dad and his dad was the coach before Denny Crum, Howard Stacy. We've got a direct tie to the forty forty one team. I feel like we need to exploit it a little bit. By the way, Western that ninety four was by far the most they've given up on here. The, the closest to that was eighty one they gave up to Rice. That's how good we are. And then the seventy eight they just gave up recently is the third most. Last night against in a win against UAB. We're great. Now, what are your thoughts? Speaking of scoots, I try to think. Patrick just texted us. I don't know where Patrick is this week, but he's just ducking his his responsibilities here. He didn't realize that EMU has now doubled up U of L. What, what's your confidence level on this bet now? Eastern Michigan's got they're at four wins. We're yeah. at two. You got five hundred dollars on the line here. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, you, you, I can just tell by that response that you're not confident. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm confident Louisville's going to get at least four or five themselves. Now, am I confident that EMU will stop winning? No. They'll probably get another one, too. Well, they haven't really started winning. Let's, <laughs> let's be real. We're talking about a 4-12 and 12 team that also has one win over a non-D1 team. Yeah, but they've won two games since Christmas. They've won one game since Christmas. Well, then, well I guess, yeah, you're right. Well, I was thinking because we had the Christmas party. The night, the night we did the Christmas party, they got their third win. So yeah, Over Detroit? Yeah. So that They was... almost beat Western Michigan the other night. Now, they have Akron tonight. It's going to be too bad. Almost only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades. Akron's going to kick their ass tomorrow. Akron's good. Uh, Kent State's even better. They'll kick their ass next week. But Probably. then they've got a winnable game against Northern Illinois. They only have two more games the rest of the season where it looks like they're going to be favored. Okay, so if they, they top out at five. You really need this UofL and UNC win. I'm, I'm telling you. You're not out of it. And I'm not, I, I wasn't kidding. You people think I'm joking. When I, I'm betting these Louisville games against the spread and winning. I'm saving this money to give to Scoots. I'm just going to transfer them to him, transfer the money, this bet money to him on DraftKings credit. What a sad-ass bet. It's the saddest bet I've ever heard in my entire life. This has been depressing. This is like betting on which kid in heavyweights lost the most weight. Like, and for, for some reason, I feel like I'm Josh. Texas, is TK seriously saying that this team is slowly learning the offense? I'm sorry. They've been playing basketball their whole lives. I don't see Payne winning with a bunch of five stars. Look at his mentor. I mean, did you know, Trevor, 
Probably not. That last year's Kansas team was the first team in the recruiting era, the recruiting network era, to win a national title without a single five-star on its roster. Did you further know that Purdue, maybe the best team in the country this year, also zero five-stars in their roster? Did Baylor have a five-star in the roster year before that? They did, but it was somebody who like, wasn't playing a big role. I was going to say, yeah, because they had mostly transfers on that yeah. team anyway. They had, but they, I remember because it was almost, I think they had no five-stars in their starting five. But they had one on their. They just had one, one on the roster, roster yeah. somewhere. Okay. But Kansas, none last year. I'm more shocked that Kansas didn't have a five star on their roster to begin with. Yeah. That that's that that surprises me more than anything. Yeah, Bill stuff couldn't cheat for a couple years. I mean, still, I mean, I mean, Lord, I mean, we I think you at least have a five star just fall, fall ass backwards in the one or something that maybe you know wasn't underachieved. But Patrick says he has baseball every day. That's why he can't come in. It's raining. Schmaceball. Who plays baseball in the rain? It's manual. You're fine. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> He's a pitcher. Shouldn't he only have to work four day, what, one every five days? He shows up every other day. He's fine. Yeah. Takes a Shane Bahannon pulled a Bertram and got lost in the 60s. That's <laughs> the 13 team. The 13 team were Sandlot characters. Shane is Bertram. We know that already. Uh, Siva, Siva's the pitcher. I feel like Russ, Russ is uh, the Jet Rodriguez. I think Siva's the Jet. Can they go back and forth? Which one's which? I guess maybe. Kind of. Okay, because I figure those are your two best players on the team anyway. Yeah. Um, Smalls is Smalls is Tim Luke. Anderson. No, he's Luke. I was gonna say Luke Hancock. <laughs> I think it's Tim. Tim no, wait, wait. Uh, who gets the Who gets the two brothers that repeat each other? <laughs> Um, yeah, it could be Kevin Ware and, and Luke Hancock. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Kevin Ware's the guy that moves to Phoenix that we never see. I think Luke is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, looking at the Texas coaching search, I'm scared that we missed our window to hire the next big coach. I don't know. Maybe we didn't because people have said Mick Cronin's dream job is Louisville, but still seeing Texas look at Scott Drew, Kelvin Sampson, Nate Oates, and Musselman makes me sad. I'm still hoping KP can figure it out, but obviously we're not seeing anything right now. Well, if you're sad right now, imagine if that Kentucky job does open and who they're going to go after. It's I'm curious who they would go after, actually. Oats and Musselman. I mean, do they go NBA? Do they look? Does Donovan still have me in Chicago? Mitchell. No. <laughs> he Brad, is in Chicago, right? Brad Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, Brad Stevens. <laughs> he's back. He's back. They're bringing him back. I would love Kentucky just like to swing and miss somehow on seven or eight guys and just end up with like I don't know the Gillespie. What happened with Gillespie? Right, like who's a who's just a mid tier like good but not great coach that people would like Mike Young from Virginia Tech. It's like <laughs> maybe he's, he's, you he's, loved Mike Young last year. I like Mike Young. Well, you think you thinking of Steve Forbes is who I love. Well, you know Steve Forbes, but you well you I guess you don't love Mike Young. You were big on Virginia Tech though. I think Mike Young is a really good coach. Yeah, I do don't think Ford. he's done enough to justify getting a job like Kentucky's. <laughs> and I don't think he would be met with rousing applause by the BBN if that did happen. Um, I mean, I'll tell you who the wild card is. Let's say... They hired assistant. That'd be hilarious. That'd be... <laughs> Just Orlando Antigua promoted. He's promoted. Let's say that... Because I, I still think it's more likely that Cal stays there next year and that next year's the last year. If it doesn't go great, I think he's gone. Let's say Sean Miller is killing it at Xavier. He becomes an, a tr- he was the guy before all the stuff happened that people were like, he's next. When, whenever Cal calls it a career, Sean Miller's the guy. He wants the UK job. 
he's going to be the next UK coach. Maybe it's now Tommy Lloyd. Maybe he's still still early, but Tommy. I mean, Tommy Lloyd's doing a hell of a job. I know. I mean, that wouldn't be the whole whole worst hire. No, they're good again. But Miller has the cachet. He knows how to recruit. Legally, we can find out about that. Like, (laughs) if he puts together two big time seasons at Xavier, I think he becomes an attractive option for UK because he's he's you know he's cleared. He's everybody's exonerated now. What if Kentucky just hires Mick Cronin and he just kills it? Oh no, we're like, what the hell? No, he won't kill it. Trust me. Texas, do you all think we'll ever reach a point with NIL where schools offer a million or more for a player just trying to buy a championship? Oh, it's already happening. Yeah, we've passed that 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 plateau I mean, long ago. Tennessee gave like five million to a seventeen-year-old junior quarterback a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, what, the the kid from Texas made a million just sitting on the bench at Ohio State and then went to Texas. Yeah, Quinn yours. Texas says I can say that the guys that I want back from this year's team are playing solid right now. Mike L. Kamari and JJ is a decent group to bring back. I have no problem bringing back anybody on this roster for next year. I don't think everybody's going to come back. I don't either. But then again, let me phrase that. The, the seven that specifically played that we should be playing, which is the starting lineup with Withers and, and Trainer. Yeah. Those seven, I would – I mean, I wouldn't want to, like, tell Baselli he couldn't come back or he couldn't come back. But, I mean, those those are seven I'm – tell him. <laughs> when I, at, at this point. <laughs> But those seven I would love to have back to, to groom with whether or two freshmen we have coming in next year and then hopefully two experienced transfers. Which, unfortunately, if you do that, though, then you're, you're dropping probably heavy minutes off of a guy like Trainer or Curry. I think that at this point you're, you're fine with taking heavy minutes away from anybody. I agree. Texas, can we get Sean on to preview the baseball team before the season? I'd love to. Sean just got like a new – he got an awesome job. Because I was going to have him on last week when you were gone, because it's my I thing. I just realized that. Yeah, he didn't do it. He didn't come in. And he can't. He just started a new job that he's very excited Rub about. Rub it in my face. Yeah, he might be able to do like some spots from, from five to six, but he's still going to be able to do the baseball. Awesome. He's, he's very excited about. He can balance well. both jobs. It was a great situation. Couldn't be happier for him. He deserves it. He's fantastic. He's the best dude. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Sean is, is doing work. But it sucks for me, because I like having him on the radio whenever you're gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've... I've been pushing to have this show replaced to be TK and the Mothman. TK and the Mothman. Mothman and TK. (laughs) TKM. Texas, he should only be playing Zan Payne if we're up 30 or down 30. On the Robbie Valentine Award. I'm not going to (laughs) disagree. Hey, guys. Podcast listener here. I'm currently listening to the Card Chronicle pod. uh, And you and podcast Trevor touched on the topic of if Louisville has called, if Louisville has fallen a rung like IU has, if that's the case, isn't that even more reason to cut the cord from KP ASAP to try to pull up the n- nose on the plane? I feel like the pool of candidates would be much better now that we have an AD president and are stable with the NCA stuff behind us. Yeah, I mean, if you think that there's no chance of this getting better, which I, I think a lot of the fan base does, then clearly the, the sooner the better. But if you want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and, and see things through, then you got to give him year two. Also, it just you don't you don't want to actually get perspective the the, the perception that of who might come in that if they don't do it in year one they're fired. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a. That's not. Uh, I, I'm, Although I think you can say do it means win more than like four games. That's true. That's that's <laughs> very good point. <laughs> Texas Mel Gibson not a big fan of my people and in parentheses he says the Jews. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 liked uh, several religions better. Texas sources, Saudis are purchasing the 12-team college football playoff and March Madness, both to be viewed exclusively on Al Jazeera TV. I don't right, think that's Right happening. next to the live. Yeah, live. It, How's live doing? It's still not around. Great. Not great. Not, not, we not haven't talked great. about the live in a while. There's a reason. It's not going great. The live. 
<laughs> why I'd be a little bit worried if they're purchasing WWE if you're a big time wrestling fan. Well, the problem with this, this, this is every time WWE's done the shows over because WD, I mean, they did the deal with the Saudi Prince where he gave him like three billion dollars to come and do like three shows there a year. And but all the shows have to be like guys from the nineties because I think that's the only guy it was like that's the guys the prince knows. Like he wants to see like Undertaker and and Hogan and, and Shawn Michaels and the, like he's like I feel like he's like the inside Raven, they just didn't get tele, they didn't get wrestling in their past like nineteen ninety eight. By the way, Clemson, I'm sorry I'm just seeing this. Clemson's hiring Garrett Riley, who is the offensive coordinator at TCU. Really? Hmm. So they're looking to go more of a spread attack. I guess. I mean, I assume I can only assume if he's under the uh, Sonny Dykes coaching tree, he's going to be a spread guy. Well, he knows how to score against Georgia. If well. That's Clemson's goal. <laughs> Not more than seven, but he can get you. He can get you a touchdown. He can get you in the end zone once. Is he bringing Max Dugan with him? <laughs> Texas is something I've noticed yesterday that will drive you and TK insane when you see it. The JJ trainer. Pump fakes every time he catches the ball, no matter the situation. He never goes straight to dribble or a rip through. Always a pump fake or catch and shoot. Now that you say that, I do I'm, feel like that's obvious. I'm going to notice it. Yeah, now, now, now I'm not going to get past it. <laughs> we also, as a team defensively, fall for every. Like, if you make a JJ Trainer pump fake, Jalen Withers will jump into the crowd. We fall for every slight pump fake that any team has ever made. It annoys me too. It does. It, it, it keeps happening. I just. I would rather I would rather you not block the shot and just stand straight up every time, than try to block the shot by going up off your feet and fall for a pump fake. Because then you just get you just get given up an and one. Texture says, "Is Andy Sweeney a UK or U of L fan? He sounds like he's trolling both fan bases and has passive aggressive bitterness towards you and Matt Jones for your indie success." Um, I don't think he's a fan of either team. Uh, if he had to pick one, he'd be a U of L. But I don't think he's a very big U of L fan. I don't think he is either. It's the only the only real team he really falls with the passions of the Giants, New York Giants. He's a New York guy. Yeah. Well, he's not from New York. I think he's, he's from here. So he lived there. Yeah. But he also lived in Memphis, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew he was born in New York, right? I think so, yeah. But he went to Jeff. Texas, between Lands and Withers, they had one rebound in 42 minutes. That's, that's not great. I mean, yeah, not surprised, really. Texas, size matters to penetrate to get penetration. Louisville lessons, life lessons. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Texas, I swear we have given up wide open three to open the second half in every single game. That's just not to open the second half, but we it does yeah. feel like the very first possession we do give up a three every time. Second half, first quarter. First, I need to go look at that after the first first possession, second possession, third possession. I mean, I feel like now that that I see that text, I feel like we have given up a three to start the second half in like every single game. We also do it every time we get down six, down five after the big comeback. Oh yeah, you know, like you just like you said when Hunter Tyson took that three last night, there was not a sh- a, a, a shred of doubt in my mind that that was going through the, the hoop. The only positive that the fact that, uh, of that play was the lands closing out on him didn't close out too quick and make it a four point play. I'm stretching. That's from, where we go with pause for pause. That positive. is where I'm stretching. I mean, yeah. I mean, it could have been worse. They could have scored four. He closed out as best he could. <laughs> and he, 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 I think a month ago, he would have ran into him. That had been a four-point play. In this case, we only give up three. The lengths that we have to go to. I mean, you have no idea. I, I, I'm, I've never worked so hard in my life trying to find positives in these games. Yeah. He, he like, got, I didn't work this. I've never worked this hard in my life. He got a shot blocked and he cried, but he didn't die. So, <laughs> we've got 
We've got that going for us. By the way, it's a, we should have mentioned this earlier. That's my fault. It's a big-time game for the women's basketball team tonight, which is still trying to, I think, find its identity, find some consistency. They get a chance to notch one of their biggest wins of the season tonight. They're going to host uh, Virginia Tech, who's number 13 oh, wow. in the country. The Hokies are 13-3 and overall, 3-3 three and three in the ACC. Louisville, 13-5 and five overall, but 4-1 and one in the ACC. Are Hokies gender – is it just lady Hokies, or are they always Hokies, male or female? Just Hokies. So Hokies is, is, is both genders. Yeah, they're like us. Okay. Um, <laughs> 7 o'clock tip-off. If you can't make it out to the KFC Yum Center, it's going to be an ACC Network extra game, so find that app, make that happen. Uh, cards need to get it done tonight. they got to start building that resume. If they are going to be Final Four good by the time March rolls around, this is kind of when they need to start hitting their stride, and a big win tonight would go a long way towards making that happen. But, yeah, it's uh, it, Two cards. tough to find on, on TV. So if you can't, you can listen to all the action on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Get home for Cardinal Athletics. Nick Kern and Courtney Walton on the call doing a fantastic job as always. Little, by the way, leads the series 24-17 all-time, and they are 10-7 and against Virginia Tech at home. Haley Van Lith in conference play, 21.8 points per game. She scored 18 points or more in all five of Louisville's ACC games and 20 or more in four of those five. She's tearing it up, but she's got to start getting a little bit of help. This is like Lamar's statement a few minutes ago. Uh-oh, what do you say? Uh, doesn't sound positive if you're a Ravens fan. He's not um, playing. No way he's playing. Thank you for everyone and your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a sprain three, a strain three. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my and surrounding my knee and my knee. I think he didn't mean to write that way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I think he just meant to say my knee only. Um, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Doesn't look, I, 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 I can't be surprised he's not going to play. No, this it's game. Like, I, and, and the Ravens are going to get rolled. I'm more, I'm more wondering where his career goes after this, this, this season, opposed to what this happens after this game. Same, because they're going to tag him. I mean, depends on what kind of tag they give him. There's two kind of tags. There's a tag you can give him, and that they, they, they're like you own them. Like that you, you know, he doesn't have to sign it now. That's the thing. They can, you can franchise tag guy. Doesn't mean he's going to sign it. So I'm curious. I'm curious how this is going to go. It's all very, very interesting. And what's his value? Like, what do you give up for Lamar Jackson if you're a franchise? Like, I mean, Watson got three first round picks. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, tonight in college basketball, it is a significantly West Coast lean. We talk about the ranked game, uh, ranked teams playing. Gonzaga, nine thirty on ESPN. They're on the road taking on BYU. It's a tricky place for everybody to play. Gonzaga has not been very good away from home. They should have gotten beat by USF last week. Just a six and a half point favorite. Who you like there? Zags winning cover. I'm say BYU straight up. Our boy Cahill Fennel is on the BYU staff this year. Oh, really? Fentanyl is? Fentanyl's on the staff. He's tearing it up. Oh, wow. Way, way, way to poison that team. Well, he's not. He's no wonder they're high right now. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we missed that Oklahoma spread too. They, 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 Kansas did not cover that. They, they won. They, they, they held they on. A furious yeah. comeback to win that game. Uh, 11 o'clock, Pac-12 Network, which doesn't actually exist, so you won't be able to watch this game. But Utah is on the road taking on your boy, Mick Cronin, and the seventh-ranked UCLA Bruins. UCLA is a 12-point favorite. Does Cronin and company cover? Uh, I'm going to say, in this, who are they playing? Utah? Utah. That's Pope, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, he is there. I can remember if he's still there or not. I forget. Um, I'm going to go UCLA win, but don't cover. Win by 10. No, Craig Smith is the coach. Where does Pope coach? Utah State? 
No, he coaches at BYU now. Oh, BYU. Okay. Yeah. He went, it was at Utah State, then went to BYU, wasn't it? What no, was? he was at Utah Valley. Utah Valley, okay. And Craig Smith went to. Went How from, those are so many schools in Utah? Craig Smith went from <laughs> Utah State to Utah. There you go. You ever been to Utah, people? To have three schools alone is just baffling. They don't have three cities. I'm taking, I'll take Utah to cover, but UCLA to win. Every, I'm the same with you, yeah. We've got, uh, again, Cardinal Insider tonight? No, we got, because we got high school coming up. High school basketball coming your way here on 1450 The Big The Ads. ladies, Jeff and uh, New Albany, a little battle. Big rivalry. Big man, rivalry. My man Matt Dennison on the call. Love it. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I had nowhere else to go with that. And then a reminder, 970 WGTK, our sister station, they've got U of L women's basketball against Virginia Tech. Oh, it's ladies' night. And the feeling's right. Go Cards. It is late. Beat the Hokies. On his airwaves. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the Friday show at 3 o'clock.